Uh, but I also think there's a greatest and best conversation. Right. Brady's the greatest. Until he wins as many or close to as many, he's not the greatest. I'm but I'm pretty comfortable saying this version of Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback ever. Right this, in the middle of his prime. You're telling me a 28-year-old Brady, 27-year-old Mahomes, who's taking Brady? You know, and, and no disrespect. He's my old teammate. He's the GOAT to me until Mahomes goes out and does it. But in this little snapshot of three, four, or five years, like insane. Welcome to the Green Light Podcast. Cowboy, take me away. Y'all know what time it is. Super Bowl reaction show. Chris Long, Kyle Long, Nate, Dr. Fax Collins, all hanging out to go through one of the greatest games in Super Bowl history. It started off a little rough. First three quarters, we didn't know what was going to happen. Roger Goodell was sitting in his chair like, Ugh. And then the fourth quarter came, and overtime. An absolute blast of a game. Steve Spagnuolo dialed up the defense for the Kansas City Chiefs. We go through the entire game, break down what happened, why it happened, the biggest mistakes, the best plays by all the players. Travis Kelsey making himself known with the fastest speed he's reached in seven seasons. So a full breakdown of Super Bowl 58. And then we get into our Miller Lite moments, our America's teams. We have a blast. Kyle, shout out, dad times two now. Him and his lovely wife, Kate, welcome baby number two. We talk about that. We talk about Greenlight's trip to Las Vegas. We also have an appearance from our Toyota friend, Deidre DeLilly. She's an executive with Toyota. She was with us all week last week. She talked to Chris on the Toyota set. That's in there for you. And it's a full pack show, our last Monday live show of the season. Y'all enjoy this one. We will see you Wednesday with some special guests that we recorded at Radio Row in front of the Toyota Tacoma. We'll see you on Wednesday. Welcome to Welcome. the Green Light Live Show, Super Bowl Reactions. Victory How we doing? Monday. Victory Monday. Victory Monday. For some of us, at least. Definitely for Drake, who had a big week. Massive, monumental. Little Caesars! Little Caesars! Little Caesars! I need that jacket. Put it on. Put it on. Yeah, it's yours. I, yours if you want to rock it. Oh, it's, I was going to say. Yeah. 2X? Yeah. Yeah, Little Caesars. Oh, that's Pizza. fresh. Pizza. They're going to be happy. We had some Little Caesars last night. Uh, welcome to the show. Guys, I don't, you know, like, what do we think? We slept on it. What do we think? think? Let me ask you guys first. I think the overtime <laughs> saved the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl was very, very mid until the overtime. You're right. I disagree. But the overtime was the big story for me. And the lack of understanding, obviously the lack of coaching i hate to say it in a game where coaching seemed to be the big thing the defensive staff having a master class both offenses looking good at certain times and bad at certain times but the overtime you get there and your ivy league fullback captain is the first one to admit after yeah, the, the game guy, that the they didn't from, know the rules the guy from harvard's like yeah i didn't i didn't get that memo and, um, we, didn't, and we didn't talk about it and chris jones from mississippi state is like hey we're gonna go for, we not only do that we, ha we have a plan for the two-point play if we get down there i give tremendous amount of credit to jonathan jones the lead insider for cbs he was like in september he was like i'm writing this article 
you should retweet it because I think it's going to be important. About the overtime rules. They changed the rules for Patrick Mahomes. And next thing you know, here we are in the Super Bowl, and right when the clock struck triple zero at the end of that game, and they're going overtime, I was, you know, like everybody else, I was scrolling the X app, and I was like, Jonathan Jones just retweeted that article. It's important. Yeah, I didn't have time to read the article. But and, then, then they freaking received. And and it was crazy. I'll just say this. Like, <laughs> I'm going to say this, and then we'll back up. But I at the end of regulation in overtime, or at the end of overtime, I did not know the rule would carry that possession into the second quarter. Okay, like, and you can scoff at me, but the guy from Harvard on the on the Niners who was in the game didn't know either. And I do think that's a big a big deal. Not that it mattered at the end of the first overtime, but if these guys weren't briefed on new overtime rules, I wonder how much of a mastery of it Shanahan had. What about the coach? I mean, it's, like basically blame, blaming analytics. Who? Explain the, that. He said that was it Shanahan? They, Shanahan. They had said like, oh, analytics or s- some sort. Um, and I just think in what funny. situation? For for calling um or kicking or receiving. electing to receive oh yeah electing to receive let People me t- let me t- want to rest the defense and no no let me no well, he didn't say that and here's my problem like if he'd have come out and said hey defense just got dog walking in two minute I didn't want him back out there that to me would at least like okay I kind of get well my anxiety but he didn't say that he gave a different reason and here's the problem with receiving the ball in overtime remember when the Jets lost to the Giants in overtime. Remind me. Different overtime rule, or the the Jets, yeah, the Giants won in overtime this year. The Jets elected to receive, and they had like their third string court. No, it was the Giants. Giants. The Giants elected to receive. They lost that game in overtime. They had like a third string quarterback in there, Mm -hmm. okay? This was maybe even Tommy Cutlets before he was Tommy Cutlets, and like he was playing Jets defense. What do you think's gonna happen? Well, you lose like 10 yards, you punt the ball, it's short field, and now you're going to lose the game, right? And although the overtime rules are different in the, in the Super Bowl, they're still, they're still the same rules in that if you punt the ball and Mahomes gets it and kicks a field goal, they're going to win the game. It's three-down territory versus four-down territory. And, and so, that, so, so you are setting yourself up possibly for a short field for Patrick Mahomes, and had McDuffie not held, you'd be looking at that. Okay, and then the second thing is like I know some people think four down territory, and they think like, oh, everybody's puckered up, they're tight. I don't think Patrick Mahomes is. Hmm. I think Patrick Mahomes is thinking, oh, I have an extra down bonus. I have a bonus down, and if you're on defense, I've been in those situations. Like the thought of like, can we get these guys down? They need to average two and a half yards of play, and so I, I you know, like one chunk, and all of a sudden the whole playbook opens up. You've got three downs now to waste on second and short. And on top of that, it's Mahomes with the ball possibly last. And so I don't like that at all. And now Shanahan's looking at it. And, like, I think he's a fine coach, dude. I want to give him a lot of credit. I don't have one of my rings if it's not for him throwing the ball in that game. But that's that's what his reputation has become is three Super Bowls that he's been involved in, double-digit leads in each one, and has not found a way to win them. That is a bad... Rap to carry with strategic errors in a lot of them. Like this error is so and glaring because it's good. Like there is an advantage to getting the ball first because you could be the third team to score. But, but you if, never saw that position. But, but you never and you never would because the Chiefs know enough to go for two if both teams score a touchdown. To and, and not just that. and not just that, but like you kicked that field goal. You know, it was fourth and 
four, four. on the nine yard line. Yeah. Okay, in that situation, you got. I don't know if a lot of people are talking about that, but you do have to go because, in my opinion, if you kick the ball off to him, you risk way more with Mahomes and the ball in his hand, the way they've been moving the ball down the field without Dre Greenlaw, which was a huge deal. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying they, they picked him apart in coverage. They didn't kill Burks in coverage. But, 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 but that changes the tone of the game. Like, not being able to get – you know why Kansas City was struggling so early? They were Second and 13, second and 15, second and 20. All in the first half. As a result okay, of. Okay, as a result of being behind the sticks because the defensive line and the linebackers are kicking their ass too fast. Fucking, yeah. that first, you know, the, those the first, first few drives, I was a little bit concerned. A little bit. I was a lot of bit <laughs> I just concerned. Cons- I had just interviewed those guys from Kansas City, and I was like, they're never going to let me in that building ever again. Well, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I and thought that was And for them great, to finish the way they do was great. We're going to cover all of them. Great right. interview, by the way, Kyle. Thanks. You did, you did great. Great and interview. It was awesome. And I just look at that, and I'm like, you know the first couple possessions. It Those was, linebackers were it was, playing. It, it, it was uh, it was the D lineman beating gap scheme stuff, blowing up pullers. It was hey, I'm running a screen out to Kelsey Chase Young. You see right Nick Allegretti get hit, peeled off the pile. Yeah, dude. I was There's, like, Nick's down. What what are they gonna do? Who are they gonna put in? Wanya Morris is going in the game. Fred Warner's a, he's knifing in there. I mean, like they were in fast forward, and when that front can can win you games, like we'll get to Steve Wilkes in a little bit, but like that was the formula. And when Dre Greenlaw went out and the box got a little bit less intimidating on early downs, then you started to see Patrick Holmes, his, his shot chart was a bunch of green dots in the middle of the field and shallow. And, you know, in the past game, in the run, they're able to do that stuff because they're not behind the sticks. They came out in the second half, and I think they were ready to go. And I think they knew that with Greenlaw down, it's going to be different. But the very first play of the second shot half, themselves in the foot. they shot themselves in the foot again. And I think this is what it comes down to when you talk about the Chiefs and you talk about this Super Bowl victory, trying to put it into context. All year we've been trying to figure out who the Chiefs are. Mm-hmm. You know, in the beginning they're Super Bowl favorites, then they're going they through a slump. The then they're Lions. like, oh my God, they get, they're getting beat at home by the fucking the, the Raiders late in the season who completed zero passes for three quarters. You're like, oh, the sky is falling. Then the playoffs start, and you're like, oh, they've kicked it back into high the gear. The 15% rule you this talk about. This is who they are, the 15% rule. No, who they are is that team that played yesterday, the the team that Pacheco fumbles, that Pacheco fumbles again, that MVS catches the ball on second and four when you're in field goal range almost and runs backwards. That was like that was like one of the most you know, people plays. talking about being ri- the game being rigged. That That's felt when you rigged. think Madden is broken. Yeah. I keeps going backwards. But I'll tell you this. They were good enough to win despite all that. And like, if you wanna if you wanna contextualize who this team was, they were very imperfect champions, but they're champions. And what allowed them to be champions was not only the quarterback who we're gonna talk about and try to put his performance and his career in context, but the three phases. And I'm talking about not just special teams because both special teams played well, but I'm talking about the offensive coordinator against the defensive coordinator, Andy Reid against uh, against Steve Wilkes, having things to dial up and key down. And Matt Nagy. A lot of that read option stuff, Matt Nagy salivates and, when he gets the right front and he has the right quarterback. And I saw it firsthand with Mitch. He would let Mitch kind of have free reign on the read option stuff. And they don't show that. a lot of that stuff To all see year. them do that in the biggest moment and they just say, hey, Pat, shit is cloudy out there. 
get us a first down. Well, you down. know what's even more cloudy for is the end. I mean, there's a lot, and you know, the people that they're reading at that point in the game, they're throwing a lot Travis at the tackle box. Scraping out to the flat. Yeah, there's a lot of motion. There's a lot of uh, eye candy. And then, like, you know, I, Nick Bosa, I don't want to say he bit because – you know, the way that's drawn up you is have you have rules. And so maybe somebody on the second level got sucked into some eye candy, and then it's a lot of field. So, like, offensive coordinator, Matt Nagy helping out, Andy Reid calling the plays um, against Steve Wilkes, who, you know the reason that, that airplanes are so easy to fly now is because they're on fucking autopilot. That's the way it should have been for Steve Wilkes. Okay, four-man rush is, is working. This, this Pats, Giants formula is working ironically spags is the d coordinator for those runs wilkes took his hands and put them on the wheel before before it was time to land the plane like why are we sending the house there i'll give you a perfect example even tony groaned the the, the, yeah the rasheed rice third down where they leak him out into the flat i think they traded the back i'm not sure but either way the back was opposite the blitzer and if you're an edge blitzer Oftentimes, your job is to pick up the free runner, the peel guy. It was so surgical. You know, he had the blitz look early. He was able to get into the check. Do you think Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are not going to have the right check? And do you think they're not going to be so surgical and exact that, you know, uh, McKinnon's going to wait? I think it was McKinnon, actually. I think it was Rice. McKinnon's going to wait for that blitzer to uh, clear so he's activated him the up. night before the Super Bowl. And he was such a big and deal. And we've talked for about him on the yeah. Light Pod a lot. To get, that free, the, to get that free release versus blitz, like, that's what they're going to have dialed up. And on a couple of occasions, including the third and 10 to Kelsey, I think in regulation. They decide to to heat these guys up, and I and Wilkes has had a habit of doing this, like against the Vikings earlier this year, where like, hey, no need to reinvent the wheel. You've got four guys that are whipping; they are just crushing these dudes, man. So they won, at, you know, right down to the return motion to win the Super Bowl. It's the same motion that gave the Eagles hell a calendar year Corn ago dog. twice. Corn dog is that what they call it? What they call it. He calls everything food, huh? Corn dog. No. And then you go, and then you go. I don't to, know why they call and, it. Corn. And then you go to Shanahan, and Shanahan, I think, is a great play caller. I think he's the reason they're there. I think he's the reason they're in the game. But Christian McCaffrey didn't get the ball much in the third quarter, and I think more than anything, Spags dialing up pressure on two of the biggest downs, one in regulation, one in overtime, where you're going to decide between kicking a field goal and scoring a touchdown based upon the success or the failure of this play. Mm-hmm. Spags getting free runners. He got eight or nine of them on the day. He, nobody's better at, at, at generating free runners than Lulling Steve Spagnuolo. somebody to sleep in protection and then sending it right by their ear hole like when they look down and check their Twitter. Like yeah, like, Robert's oh, shit. coming into your bank. You know? McDuffie in regulation on what was the biggest third down of the game because they were down a timeout. Those guys are in the red zone. They're going to kick the ball with zero time to go if they convert. So we don't even see overtime if that happens. And then in overtime... Chris Jones is a free runner, the protection breaking down. Spags, Reed, Reed is a head coach. We talked about the overtime stuff. They won. Their coaches won this game, and so did the quarterback. That's the difference. Purdy did enough. He just didn't do the extra credit stuff. The extra credit stuff, that's what Patrick Mahomes did. And I want to shout out my old coach, Joe Cullen, D-line coach for KC. Had those those guys humming, like the interior Mm -hmm. D-line. They wrecked a lot of havoc. Trent Williams got put on his back early. in the run game. Yeah, so like in the run game of stuff, and like just knowing the way Joe Cullen coaches, 
you get off the ball, you rush, you rush, you rush the quarterback, you rush the passer, like on the way to the ball, stopping the run, and like that's what they did early, and like you can definitely see the difference with the line of scrimmage for, for KC. Well, they, they had big reserve guys that made plays. Like, that's the thing. When they were down Omenahu, like, Chris Jones can't do it all. So, big 69 in there. Pennell. He's, Pennell. Yeah, he's a fucking beast. He it was, was in there. Pennell and Chanel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Chanel made some great plays. Like, Chanel's you know, stat line so like, yesterday was, like, under the radar, sneaky, amazing. Yeah, a lot of guys a lot of guys on that defense. And this is the thing. That defense is a sum of the parts de- defense in that – you know, like it is a bunch of role players and a bunch and a couple key dudes, like yeah. namely the corners and Chris Jones and some good linebackers. But a lot of guys in between made a lot of plays, yeah. and I think they are the best defense in the league. I, I don't think you can walk away from this season and say they, they match they match San Francisco's bully. Like San Francisco yes. is kind of like a bully team. Their their defense. When you're watching the game, you're like Jesus. When you're watching like some of the the team tackling that they have. And and KC, they they kind of like I felt like they they set the tone. Yeah, like on defense, like throughout the the entire game. There's there's certain units that you play as an offensive lineman where you say we're we're not going to make hay on a majority of these runs, but we're going to keep our foot to the pedal and hopefully we can squeak some of these out for big first downs in the moments that we have to. And I give a tremendous amount of credit to this Chiefs offensive line. Like you and I talked about at the beginning of the game, it was surviving the knockout Survive. punches by the 49ers because yeah. I'll tell you what, they came out like a bunch of rabid dogs. And when I saw the Trent Williams intro with the players walking out of the tunnel, you, you know, we can talk all we want all week about this matchup and the greatness of Mahomes and all that yeah. stuff. But at the end of the day, both these teams have to come out and play one another. And to see the way that the Steve Wilkes led defense came out and played bully ball early. And tried to establish, you know, they were going to pee on Andy Reid's bush and say, this is yeah. our bush. Yeah. The, the, the line of scrimmage is ours. Yeah. Beat us with Mahomes with our shell coverage. Um, and to your point, it was sketchy uh, at best to see Steve Wilkes bring all that pressure in those key downs and put the ball in Mahomes' hands. Because, look, the question we have about any quarterback in the league not named Mahomes is, is he going to make the right throw in time under pressure? And that's the test that Steve Wilkes gave Patrick Mahomes last yeah. night in the biggest game. And it just, it just, I don't understand it. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's a good thing. Patrick Mahomes continues to build uh, on his legacy. It was unbelievable. There's so much more to talk about in this game. You know, stuff on the sideline that was happening as well. With yeah, yeah. Travis and well, that, Andy that's another involved. thing is like we haven't even talked about this that. team overcame the emotions. This team overcame like. To see Travis bump Reed, which Ooh. is a bad look. Lucky they okay. bad look. It's Lucky our boy. And he'll be the Travis. first to say he'll be the first to say it. He shouldn't have. He shouldn't have gone. That so doesn't. Many, that doesn't absolve him. So many and, RPM. And, and I understand. Like now, like Ooh. everything is about like we're we're gonna let this guy off the hook in the media. I'm like, really? What am I gonna do to affect Travis <laughs> Kelsey's day? Yeah. It was a bad look. He wants that back. I'm sure. They also have a relationship where I, I think they've People been don't together get a long time. And A.J. Brown's point is, is absolutely correct. He'd be run out of the gym yeah. if he did something like that. But, you know, special players get special treatment sometimes and special groups of people that have been together a long time, you give a little bit more leeway. I don't know what, like what, what would come of this that would satisfy people. You know, it's like, are we just going to make it the first take talking point for a week in, you know, after a Super Bowl like that? Had they lost... 
that would be the lasting impression. Rasheed Rice jawing at Patrick Mahomes on the sideline, like, buddy, this is a Super Bowl. You're mad about not getting the ball or something? Like, we're trying to win this game. So they were not perfect yesterday, all these things. And I think for Mahomes to overcome that, I don't know that Tom Brady wins this game. Like, I, since we're doing the Brady and Mahomes thing, so much of what Mahomes had to do yesterday was finding time with his legs. He had to become you know, like, like, it wasn't quite the Tampa Bay Super Bowl where he had no time, but... He had a Josh Allen throw. He, he consumed Josh Allen in Buffalo. He had a Josh Allen throw. Yep. He consumed Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Yep. And he had about a half dozen Lamar Jackson yep. runs yesterday. It's yep. like, he just becomes who he eats. Well, when you look at, like, three... Yeah, you are what you eat. 300-something <laughs> yards passing... Uh, you know, 60 yards rushing, like, he did a lot of it himself, and they took what, what they were given offensively. But to get that, he needed to buy time. Early, it was like, if you just gave him a little bit more time, he didn't that have cross it. was going to open there. up. Or that. And I think once he had the time and once he found the way he wanted to navigate the pocket, because that's tough. They were in cover four a lot, so they were trying to take away the seams. And take away his right arm and, rush. Yeah, yeah and, and so, you know, I think when you watch Patrick Mahomes, like, He's either going to buy time laterally and try to wait for a crosser to open up or somebody the zone to get flooded, that sort of thing, or he's going to climb violently from like nine, ten yards and try to rifle get, something get the up suck. the middle of the field. Yeah, he's going to try to. That's what they call it. He's trying to pull suck. coverage. That's what they call it. Yeah, it's pull. like play action. Yeah, no, no, it brings no. the suck. I know. I'm just trying to say it in a way that I don't have to. So, you know, like he's trying. He let me pause here. He's trying to suck the he's trying to suck the the linebackers up. Suck the D in. Say it. No, he's trying to pull the linebackers up so that he can work the intermediate stuff as he because that's the game he plays. So he had to work all this stuff in the pocket to find the right way to attack these guys. And as the game went on, he did. I'll just say this: this run, it, it's it's a memorable one because to get back is hard, right? Like, it's, it's really hard, as evidenced by seeing so many teams that, that try to do it. But the way that they had to go about it, the, 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 the slump during this season, being left for dead, having to go on the road, they beat Josh Allen in Buffalo, okay? They beat Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Everybody's talking about the best team. They beat the hottest team, right, in, 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 in Buffalo. Then they beat the best team in the Ravens. And then they beat the best team from the and other. They beat the best roster. The best roster. So they did all this in a three. That's a triple crown. You know, and, and we didn't even mention the, the Dolphins, who, you know, like they, they well, went out in the well, elements. I know, but I mean. A little beat, late in the season they beat, to be talking about the Dolphins. Exactly. <laughs> they beat the fastest team. They beat the hottest team. They beat the best team. And then they, you know, the team with the MVP, and then they beat the best roster. And then they beat the new rules in overtime. They beat, exactly. The craziest thing about the Super Bowl, if you think about the way the Super Bowl went, it's kind of the same way that the Chiefs season went. The first four quarters, Microcosm. It, it, it was, yeah, it was kind of like, Pat used. Yep. hey, there was kind of like adversity, but at the same time, if you're a Chiefs fan and you're watching the game, you're like, we're still in this. Yeah. Like, we're still in this. And then when, no over, when overtime hit, it turned on. Just like they turned on into the playoffs. Yep. Everything was clicking. There was no mistakes, no mental errors. And they went on a drive to win the Super Bowl like they wanted to win the Super Bowl, and they did it. Dan Orlovsky just tweeted, the Chiefs faced numbers two, three, four, and 6 offenses in the playoffs, which combined to average 28.3 points per game this season. 
they averaged 15.8 versus Kansas City in the playoffs. He shaved off 12.5 points. He, Spags, shaved off 12.5 points, four of the best defenses in the NFL. Draft kind of got the Niners in trouble a little bit. Like, you know, the Trey Lance thing, I mean, I know it's not – you know the, the the our third best our third quarterbacks our best quarter. Well, that's not very good. yeah. And then and then you know drafting the kicker. I, I know that like Moody hit you a hate big that. big you kick hate that don't you? But I've seen Moody miss a lot of kicks this year, and the extra points the reason they went into the, to yeah. overtime. You and think that you think drafting the kicker uh, sets sets like uh, a franchise back? No, and it's just got to be perfect, you know. And and so I. I you know that that extra point he gotta go he, Eastern European. That, that extra point he <laughs> yeah. had to yeah. It's got to be a ski, but 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 um, that extra point he's got to he's got to get that thing up and yeah. you know he mm-hmm. so I, at least hit the upright right. And that's the thing. Like even we, the field goal was in the left third of the uh, upright. It wasn't even a very confident no. There we sit here and and we we talk about all the mistakes the Chiefs made, the mistakes the Niners made. That like the Niners' best chance was to just play good clean ball, right? Uh, catch a punt, don't muff it. Don't Peter, mu- Peter, Peter, Peter. Don't muff a punt. You know, and well, and 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 don't don't fumble the ball in plus territory. I know it's yeah, Christian McCaffrey. That play was hard. He, I think he was screaming Peter, and it just that's just like a. I know, but their mistakes all the same. You know, yeah, and and, and you leave the door Big open the Super for Bowl. these guys. No, I feel you. You know, you leave the door open for these guys, and so I just think again, it was it was it was hey, we're down ten nothing, and this is now Mahomes, the inverse of Shanahan, has come back from double digits in every Super Bowl he's been in. <laughs> John Snow. Okay. And, and and you add to that the Houston game where I remember going to New Orleans to watch the national championship in college, and I boarded the plane and they're down like three touchdowns or whatever it was, and I was like, holy shit, Bill O'Brien, and then we land because the internet was spotty, and it's like, oh my god, and they are like the Warriors, um, you know, they they are that team where where no lead's safe, even if it's ten nothing and they look like they're dead offensively, they're still the Warriors because. You give them a crack of that door, and they're going to get in it. A minute 43 to go, second possession in overtime. You know, you, you don't score to go up 17 nothing. You know, when you get the ball at midfield in third quarter, like, you left that door open. And, you know, Jason's coming with a knife, dude. And that's just – that's who Patrick Mahomes There was, was. a it, point in the broadcast when the Chiefs were in scoring territory, and we were all hoping for seven. They're yes. down in the game, but they take three. Yes. And – they weren't even really in scoring territory. It was like 60 yards away, yep. right, Chris? Yep. So Tony Romo's – the camera's on Mahomes, and Mahomes is saying he's mouthing good drive, good drive, good drive, good drive, dapping up all his guys. Yes. All the while, Tony Romo is saying, and Mahomes has got to be frustrated. He's frustrated. He's frustrated. I'm like, to your point – Look at him. Guys, we don't have to kill him right here, but we just have to stay within striking distance for the next one. Look at him. That's the way that this roster is built. That's the way – Brett Veach put this entire thing together with Andy Reid from top to bottom. Um, the defense is amazing. Dave Tobe's special teams was lights out when they had to be. Um, and I think about you know the punting game. I think about the operation. Tommy Townsend making the catch over his right shoulder and getting that ball down yeah. on the Super Bowl record. Yeah. Uh, there's just a lot to Townsend appreciate there. Great, there's a lot yeah. of good football there. And I want to shout out, like... There's bad ball and great And ball. I want to shout out the Niners, like, listen, like, we're all negative here, but Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy is the guy for them, okay? Like, I, I don't want to have this conversation this offseason about, like, listen, they just were in the Super Bowl with a chance to win that thing. I don't think that there's That ball any... he made to Connolly, I was like, yeah, this is, this is just yeah. another Sunday for him. Yeah, no, and listen... 
I know he he looked kind of suspect in the first half of you know the playoff games leading up to this and that sort of thing, but um, you know this guy got you to the Super Bowl, and there wasn't there weren't a bunch of throws he missed. Now there was a throw he missed that was set up perfectly for a touchdown. They dialed up, but 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 Chris Jones. You talking about the pressure? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just bad protection. That's yeah. why O line is important. And and both these teams, I think, going into the offseason, have to look at offensive line. Whatever protection you have that has ninety five unblocked. Yes. It, you need to throw out that pitch. No question. But but I look at this and I just say, I, I say look at look at the offensive lines. These two teams got here. They're they're great offenses. I mean, maybe not Kansas City great offense, great quarterback, but the San Francisco's offense is dangerous. They did that with 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 some guys up front that I'd replace. And I, I would look at replacing some guys up front for Kansas City. I think they're going to have to make a decision on defense, you know, with, with some of the numbers. I haven't looked at their cap. Oh, they're definitely going to have some Snead cash. Snead and Chris, you know, those are two guys they're going to have to pay. Maybe you have to make a decision. Maybe it's going to be drafting a corner, letting Snead walk. Like, I'm not saying Great thing is you got McDuffie on the rookie deal still. You got McDuffie on the rookie deal. But, but here, here's what it is. The Niners are going to be fine. Okay, like don't overreact. The Chiefs, you know, we, we asked a lot, is, is this Travis Kelsey's last game? Is this Andy Reid's last game? And I think after the game, they both said, we'll be back. And Brett Veach said it out loud. We're trying to go for a three-peat, nice. which is good to say that because you know what? Get like, it out there. Just say it, dude, because I, I get so – people get so – Because you are. In, yeah, like somebody says, we want to win a championship next year. It's like bulletin board material or something. I thought you didn't. I thought you didn't, right. <laughs> A three-peat is so rare in sports, man. It's so rare in any Who's done it? Pro- professional sport. In any sport, three-peat. Bulls. The Bulls. Bulls. That's it Celtics, in any sport? Bulls, Celtics. So in, in, football, Lakers, it's, right? yeah. in football, it's unheard of, right? Right. And so even with all dynasties we've had in sports, this would be the most incredible one. And I think they're like Last Dance documentary worthy if they go win this thing. Let me tell you something. When, when I finish in 17. They're going to do it. I can remember we won a Super Bowl, the physicals the next year. I'm in line getting ready to get weighed in and everything. And everything in me is telling me, walk out. I don't want to be here. I'm done. But I stayed because, I mean, I can remember I was like, if I walk out of line here, there's like four guys left. I'm done. Like, just walk. Just get out of the fucking line. You, you. I was like calling myself names. I was like, you coward. You don't want to be here. But I stayed in line. I stayed in line, got my physical, and, and I played in 2018. And I don't regret it, even though we came up just short, because the depth of emotion and the experience of being in a room with guys that have an opportunity to repeat in pro sports, yeah. just thinking about the prospect of it, there's a depth to that that people don't understand. And I can't even imagine being in such rare air that you're like, we could win three in a row. So I completely understand why Travis Kelsey wants to come back? I have uh, Andy Reid, everybody. It, well, I, I do too, and I never was on the Chiefs because it is—you can't get that feeling any anywhere else. You know what I mean, Kyle? Probably not. You know, it's a, to, to win three in a row, to even just to set out on that course, even if it doesn't happen. Next year is going to be a really deep experience for these guys. I remember after they lost the AFC Championship, after we lost the AFC Championship, yeah. and I was on the sideline finally in pads after yeah. breaking my yeah. leg. Yeah. Uh, and we had our exit meeting. You looked good. You looked really good out there. Well, no, you know, I was, I, I didn't. I, I had binoculars. I, I didn't understand that it would take a year and a half for my leg to feel good. Yeah. I was talking yeah. to the boys before the show. I was like, if I was a single guy with no kids, or if I was just married with no kids, I would probably 
try to go give it a run again. Just but I'm you. not. That's not the situation. It's Kate's fault. No. On the on the exit interview, though, it was like we were pregnant with Frankie, and yeah. it was a lot of stuff that we had to handle. And it's like that's the best thing that I've done is having kids, and I have so much fun. We've got two now. Yeah, we got a new daughter. Yeah, she's congrats awesome. too, by the way. She's amazing. Kate is, incre- is incredible. Super Bowl week. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen. You in my couldn't life. name her Patty? Being there. No, not Patty. We tried Travis. Doesn't work <laughs> for a girl. Um, but yeah, my point is this. I think about, because I went there to interview those guys last week. Yep. And all the guys were like, man, we've, you know, the O line, I miss those guys. And, yeah. and apparently they miss me too when yeah. I was there. Was yeah, that's what it seemed like. And, uh, I'm like, man, I could have been on that roster last year. I could have been on that roster this yeah. year as depth. Yes. You know, to be a, yeah. like a veteran president. Yeah, but I mean, to and be I'm a like, part of it. And now you're like, well, they're going to go for three. I could have maybe ha- had a chance to have more rings than think, you think in, of, in, a, in an alternate universe. Think about Hargrave from Just the think, Eagles. I'm closing my eyes. I know, but think about Hargrave. Five from, rings. Oh, yeah. Two guys. Us, we could put our hand together. Eat that. Thanos. Eat that, Tom Brady. Well, no, he's got like seven. So. <laughs> Um, but these guys are doing something that's so yeah. fan- like fantasy land. Yeah, and I think what the the crazy thing is, like, they're the main characters. I, in in they're the main characters in and sports. And if, if you think you are a main character out there, and you ever have any doubts, you might be right because yeah. there are three guys I would argue on the Chiefs that are the main character. Yeah, for older gentlemen, it's Andy Reid, the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. the best ever to play the position on mm-hmm. trajectory. To go as far out in the universe, we don't even have satellites to reach that far. No. And then Travis Kelsey, who is dating the most popular person, the most famous person on the planet, who actually owns a spaceship. And, and who rigged the Super Bowl. So there's three main characters. So if you think you're a main character, you might be. You're just not in the right chapter yet. No, but I honestly like they have they have they have some important right? they have some su- important uh, supporting cast roles too. And I think keeping as many of those guys in there as they can. You know, Chris Jones is a huge one. I would almost call him a main character, but like Sneed, McDuffie, Sneed, Sneed's up. Creed you Humphrey know, in the O line world. Creed, Creed Humphrey, Humphrey's like a celebrity. The snaps were tough. I'm not. I'm not like snaps were. Tough. That was another thing that was like, hey, Patrick Mahomes got to work through a couple bad snaps. Like other, we've seen other quarterbacks like against the Chiefs. Tua had a bad snap, and it was just like the the play was over. Creed gets you know, really like, horny about getting hands on people quick, and yeah. that's one of the things that makes him a very, very, very good center. As he's but he a, was he's, really he's trying, tremendous yeah. physically, and sometimes his his process can get rushed a little bit, and that's when that snap comes out a little bit low. We've seen it at times since his rookie year. It's not been something that's going to be lethal for him, but it proved to be troublesome at times. But then he he pays it back in the run game. He pays it back in protection, and Patrick obviously best athlete on the planet making great plays before yeah. the play even starts. Yeah, and 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 I, I just I I look at this thing next year and I say, you know, it's it's so hard to do, but they just did the hardest one. <laughs> I mean, they they played terrible this year at, uh, for stretches and I don't think people thought coming into the playoffs they had a shot and I know some people did, you know, like How about that under route by Travis Kelsey? Well, Travis Kelsey's balled out in like the last ten playoff games. It was played. the fastest he's ran since 2018 or something. Yeah, it was like 18 miles an hour or something like that. I mean, so a little horse. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just so impressed with their organizational fortitude. What's between Patrick Mahomes' ears? It's the same thing you said, like when he was when guys were coming off the field and he was saying, "Good drive, good drive, good drive," and it was like a disappointment to some. He's that guy we're that alive. like. The, to start this bad run, the the MVS throw, we've talked about this against Philly where he drops the ball. Patrick Mahomes gets up at the podium and says, 
oh, I could put that ball a little bit, you know, more on target. And we're all like, shut up, dude. Really? This fucking guy. MVS is the problem. And then they go play Baltimore. And then Baltimore. they go third and nine against Baltimore to close the game out, and he does correct the throw. And, you know, it's just that's the leadership. Was that the one to Travis? No, it was the one to, to MVS. Well, the one to Travis yeah. in the, in, at the right pylon at his shoelace. Oh, it was beautiful. So it was beautiful. And every other quarterback would just be fist pumping and, like, you know, pointing to their number. His comment after that was, they can't guard you. Yes. So to empower your teammates yes. is Patrick's. Superpower. That's his superpower. He makes people better around him. Right. And I think like, he makes people and feel I think like Chris, they do anything. And and we just want to say this. Chris Jones, they don't win the Super Bowl if not for Chris Jones. Because we talked about the overthrow that he forced. We talked about some of the near huge plays in this game that he doesn't end up on the stat sheet with sacks. But they're like six point plays. Disruption equals production. The Shakir play in the in the Bills game, they're not there if it's not for I mean, possibly if it's not for him lining up over Dawkins and beating him. Uh, you know, Josh Allen's going to hit that throw. And so there's a bunch of little plays that this defense made. It wasn't the most spectacular thing at times, but they just – to be down 10 nothing, it feels like you're free-falling. I've been there before. It seemed like it. I, you know, and, and to From stop the bleeding. thousand miles away, it seemed like. Yeah, for Spags to put the tourniquet on and say, hey, we're going to give you time to find your footing as an offense, that was huge. Patrick Mahomes, it's funny, the whole year we talked about or the the term game manager got a bad connotation. Yep. And if you kind of look at the game, Patrick Mahomes was like the perfect game manager. Like he kind of took what was given to him, which was all like they, they – the San Francisco basically was saying like, yo, we're taking away all deep threats. Like, yep. And we're gonna Fred let Warner's them, taking away Travis Kelsey. Yep. Yeah. Warm and like, like a and we're, we're just going to let them let, – let, we're going to give them stuff – and Patrick Mahomes was like okay, and he managed the game. He yes. didn't. He didn't try to take. He didn't try to take what wasn't there. And it's crazy to think that basically a game manager won the Super Bowl. The game. irony of Patrick Mahomes putting that hat on at times during this game against the guy that we the the whole conversation has been centering around that. Yep. You know, and it's like the Lamar thing a week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever it was. You know, like. Just Lam it. Lamar had in his mind that he had to win with his arm. He got caught up in the narrative. You know, like the narrative that so often drives legacies is like, uh, you know, hey, we want to see Lamar throw the ball. Lamar, just be you. Be you. You know, bro. be you. And for Brock, you know, with people talking about game manager, not a game manager, I thought he did a good job during the playoffs of shrugging that conversation off and just trying to do enough to win. He made and, the throw and, to Debo, but Trent made the play to bring That was it an up. incredible he play. He made Un the, Brock Purdy unreal. made the throw that would have put been the nail in the coffin. It was an incredible and play. And Trent McDuffie made a better play. It was an incredible play. That's team and, win. And I'll just say like, you know, it's it's uh the Niners should shouldn't be hanging their heads. I know it's hard for a guy like George Kittle where, you know, I, I just watched this on Inside the NFL last week. We we're going through B roll. And there's a uh, there's mic'd up from five years ago, and he's like on the sidelines at the end of that game, and he's like, "We'll be back. We'll be back, and I'll be back with a vengeance." And you know, like no reason to doubt Kittle. I'm sure he said it again last night. But every time you come up just short, you know, my dad used to say, you know, I'd say he'd go on the road and meet with teams. You know, like somebody would have him go at, talk to their team. I'd say, well, "What'd you tell him?" And he's like, "This is before a big game. I think he told like the Steelers or something." This he was like. When I went in 1983, I thought we'd be back, like, all the time. And uh, we weren't. 
you know, we were close. We never got back. Never won another one. That's the that's the hard part of losing this game. And you know, when I watch Brock Purdy walk off the field with that confetti coming down, I've talked about this. I talked about it on the pod last week. I had a D line coach named Mike Waffle, who was this ornery old Marine, wow. and you know was on our ass all the time. He coached in New York with the Giants and got a couple rings, and they were the strength of that team, and we were the strength of our team in St. Louis. But we never got to see it. And what he always told us was. My biggest wish for you guys is that you can feel that confetti raining down on your head. And I would just fantasize about it. Just like, I, I was like, I, I can't wait to scoop it up. And it never happened in St. Louis, but when it happened for me eventually, I can, I can remember being out there with Rob Nikovich at midnight, doing one more interview out on the field in street clothes, the stadium's empty. I'm on hands and knees scooping up confetti. I got a box of pizza. Those memories, I mean, like last night I'm doing the breakdown talking about what's at stake. And I'm like, here's what's at stake. I grabbed these two shadow boxes. I'm like, these, like, don't steal these from me because they're not actually worth anything, but it's little shadow boxes full of confetti from each Super Bowl. And then the most important thing to me that I have, not the ring, nothing. And because uh, of Mike Waffles, what Mike Waffles said, and I just, when you walk on that field, you're either going to get a, a bag full of confetti or it's just going to be hitting you in the head and it's gonna feel like it's a thousand pounds because that's what Ryan Clark told me. He's yep, like, I, I don't remember the confetti that. when I won. I remember just being covered in it, walking out with Mike and Tomlin. walking out with with Mike Tomlin and 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 just watching Brock and those guys. Like it's the most heartbreaking and exhilarating moment. And that's why I always say, for somebody that takes the field in the, in the Super Bowl, it's so scary because it's your worst nightmare or your best dream ever. And it's 60 minutes of football, and you're going to be on one side or the other. And so I just I, – I, I feel so badly for guys that don't get to win, like Trent Williams. Oh. Trent Williams, like every great player on that field yesterday should have won a Super Bowl. They just – they all deserve it. But, uh, but that's the way the cookie crumbles, man, and that's Bro, what makes it such a great accomplishment. I was talking with my mom, and my mom thinks that until San Francisco's organization apologizes to Kaepernick, they're going to be cursed. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Any other takes your mom had? <laughs> he saw Cap in Vegas. I, How was he? I, he? He just walked in, walked. He by. is big as shit. He really like that's the first so thing big. I noticed is that yo like he looks like a basketball player. He's like, he's did like, he have a fro or did he have braids? No, he he had a he had a it, it it wasn't like it wasn't like the shaped up fro. It was out, and it was like it made him look very. Oh, he very looks tall as shit with the front. Like polarizing, like an NBA street character. Yeah. Yes, like yes, yeah. but he had like, like a long. Six, I think nine. he had like a long black <laughs> jacket on. Imagine looked, chasing his ass around, Nate. Bro, I did. But like for like every day, I would hate. <laughs> I that. did. He he whooped our ass. The long Bears. ass drive. Dude, the first game he ever played in. I, we, the we, second we game, knocked, you oh, knocked, yeah. like Alex he Smith did that out. to you, and then he continued. When he got the first start against us the following week and went ham on the Bears. Went so, yeah, that's a good fan theory. You know, from, so they from have to, Mama It's fan. like an Indian yeah. burial ground. Yeah, it's like you just you can't Native win American here. Native American burial yeah, ground. Yeah, Native American Gosh. burial ground. God, Kyle. I was born in 1988. Thank you. They don't want it to turn into a, some, like. We're good now. They don't want it to turn into the Bambino curve. <laughs> 
It's like when I kiss my, my daughter's hand after she falls and she yeah. goes better. 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 It's <laughs> better now, Kyle. Um, <laughs> so I, I, you know, like, I don't know what else there is to really say. Uh, I have some game. things you to say about the game, okay. some things about after the game. Okay. Uh, I give credit to some of the Chiefs linemen who are getting ready to dump the Gatorade on Coach Reed, and they made sure that Tammy, 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 get out of the way. <laughs> they didn't want Tammy's. So did the coat did, to get no. Gatorade? Do you think I'm he expected pissed. the? Did, did they pose him like to get yeah. the Gatorade dumped on him? Because I feel like yes. they didn't. At no, first. they were walking. They were. He was walking up to go do the media stuff, and his guys trailed behind him, and they okay. got his wife out of the way, and boom. Because I think Vegas was like. And my favorite thing, some about guy in a we suit almost came down won. Was like, you got, you got it. The, no got Gatorade bath, almost won. He was getting away. Well, what was the? What was the odds? Plus thirty thousand. And I go. think that I think that's why Vegas was like. I think Vegas came no, it's up. Not lineman. I think a guy in an earpiece was like, "Hey, yo, make sure you do it." That's Wanya Morris on the right, like yeah, a Buffalo so Wild Wings call. Yes, a Buffalo Wild Wings call, and those Buffalo Wild Wings yeah, call know. usually come. Those calls usually come in overtime, so they probably did it. I got one <laughs> thing. I got one more thing, and I got to. I got plenty of things. I got to give someone no, but but like before we get into our <laughs> other <laughs> portion in our ads. <laughs> I give a tremendous amount of credit to Taylor Swift. Okay, number one, for not only just being seemingly a really cool girlfriend, right? Yep. Uh, but at the end of the game, when the trophy presentation and the interviews, she is amongst the crowd. Yep. And not on stage, and not right. trying to upstage anybody. Yeah, I don't think it's she. Just, I don't think she ever was. I know some people are going to be like, thing. just the act of being she was his with girlfriend. To, if you believe it's a real relationship, which I know it is, it was the it was the most normal thing to see that. And yeah, I was like, huh. I've heard really nice things about her. I don't want to spend like ten minutes talking about Taylor Swift because I know that, that I don't want to feed the trolls. Um, but but I thought. Listen, I wasn't even counting the tail. I wasn't even on my mind, no. and I don't remember much about her last night. I remember Blake Lively. She was Me with too. Ice Spice, bro. You know, like, how about Jason meeting Ice Spice, the vi video of Jason meeting Ice Spice? Think you the shit? I'm bitch. not even sure he knew exactly that who she was in you pop think, culture. Because hi, the way I'm Ice. He was like, or is he, it, hi, I'm Spice. He was like, hi, nice <laughs> to meet you. He, like, went down to her level. Like, he wasn't sure who she was. Like a kid? And she was a... super psyched to meet him, you could tell. Um, Jason is is in rare air with the celebrities he, he's hanging out with now. Ice Spice, Blake Lively, whoever else. He like, was just drunk enough to go in and like violently hug Taylor Swift, and then somebody said have Blake to Lively some shake the hand of Ice Spice. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somebody said Blake Lively looked better. That's pretty much what you could say in almost any room. Evergreen tweet. in America. Ever yeah, whoever she's in the the suite with, except for Dua Lipa, she she's gonna. I don't know. That'd be a hell of a fight. No. That's like Tyson and uh, blank. Dua Lipa could probably three-peat. Go ahead. <laughs> what were you going to say? Oh. Anything. Well, I mean, hey, can we talk about the festivities? I think, I just want to say this. I noticed that the commercials were mid. We talked about this. You were saying the yeah. game was mid. Kanye's cat, commercial was cat, good. The cat. I don't even remember Kanye's commercial. Kanye's commercial was only in certain markets, and it was him on an iPhone in the back of his car and he's essentially saying, these commercials are so expensive that we spent all the money on the spot and no money on the commercial. Hmm. So go to Yeezy.com. Mm -hmm, that's good. And, and it was just an iPhone. And it I worked. thought he got Look, canceled. Wait, it, I, thought listen, he, I thought he got canceled. No, back and better than ever. Oh, so he didn't get canceled. 
Nope. Okay, so Listen, everybody can shut the fuck What he up. did was he put everything on his site for 20 bucks, and since last night, Chris, he's made $19.3 million. It was guerrilla marketing. So that, yeah. that oh, marketing tactic seems like it works. Hopefully he can buy his wife some clothes because she wasn't wearing it the other day. Oh, uh, that's interesting. Agree. Huh. Uh, Good observation. I'll say this. I want to I give out, I don't know if this is an award, but the best commercial to me was the Kawasaki yeah. commercial with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. Maybe it's because I'm the demo. Like guilty as charged. I got today's my day. I was like, oh, consume all the commercials. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a really good commercial. Did did it not even make the list here? Doesn't appear to have made top twenty. Wow, that's insane. They got snubbed. This is the athletic. You guys like the the specific commercial at Chris and I on Twitter. Yeah. Big N ninety eight. Now I think Hellman's Mayo. Send us your favorite commercial. But the minute the minute. It was like, okay, oh, there's an there's an ATV. Like I'm leaning in. And then it was like, oh my God, the Eagle has a mullet. Oh, the bear has a mullet. It's what a concept. Steve Austin. And then Steve Austin. We were all like, oh my God. <laughs> and it didn't even make the top. By the way, they nerds probably weren't allowed to do it, but they should have did someone with the glass breaking when they put them on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> nerds gummy cluster. Ooh. Okay, they look delicious in the whole thing, but I think it was during this commercial that I realized like I'm old because you know when during the most expensive spots on TV I'm supposed to know who a TikTok star is yeah what Addison what, Ray I have no idea who that is um what was like, the cat it's, that, it's a mayo meow meow so Andy Reid uh what Andy Reid was meeting with Peter King last year, Chris, and was discussing the play call. Yeah. And uh, he has it down as gun trips right bunch, F shuttle. Yeah. And then he says, uh, and that gives you a little corn dog with some mustard and ketchup. Oh, boy. Chris. It's always yo, food. You that's, know beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yo, that's Chris, beautiful. Yo, Chris talked to Andy Reid. Yeah, I'm thinking that's the show. I did. I talked to Andy Reid. Chris talked to Andy Reid. You saw the fake Andy Reid? I Reed? saw that. that Bro, about that shout that out. Me. It bothers you? Yo, Chris, shout <laughs> out to that guy because his appearances for the next few months are probably going up now that they won. Bro, it was an easy, like, viral little video to send out because there's a lot of people that thought it was Andy Reid. Like, people were like, I saw somebody in my mentions that was like, Chris Long heard from Andy Reid. I'm like, you think Andy Reid was just walking through we, Radio Row? The Premier Row? League, CBS employs, like, they cover the Premier League. So we had Thierry Henry and mm-hmm. Micah. Gosh, Micah, so he's big jack, dude. I met him, a super nice guy. He's an EPL guy? And they were like... Uh, on Media Row, what yeah. was it? Media Row, and yeah. uh, they had the fake Andy Reid there. Yeah, they they thought it was Andy. They convinced yeah. them. Oh, that's that it good. Was real Andy Reid. That's good. Hilarious. And they, the, our social team, French guys, man, trolled them. That's hilarious. And they're like, "Oh, you guys are big guys. What position are you guys playing?" Oh, like, that's so. Funny. I don't throw the ball well. I don't throw it very. <laughs> I don't well. throw it well. Because <laughs> well, the fullbacks don't have to throw it, young man. Mm. Don't worry about it. I, I asked fake Andy Reid what what he had for Kadarius Tony. And he was like, "Oh, I got, I got some stuff drawn up for Kadarius Tony. When Patrick and and Travis get get tired, he's gonna be running water bottles out to him." <laughs> I was Is like, that "What he said?" Yeah, and it turned out to be the the game plan because Tony didn't didn't play. Yeah, healthy scratch. Um, that realistically, realistically, if he was playing, wouldn't that have been his play? The 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 last play. Yes. What? If Kadarius Tony's corn dog, playing that Nicole Hardman, oh, yeah. Like, that, yeah. that would have been his play. Probably kept him out just to not and fuck People forget, Nicole Hardman was with the New York Jets at the beginning of the season. He was with Aaron Rodgers. And I got to see him last week. And I was and he like, had a tough shot when he first like, got his shot. How is, yeah. it, how is it to be back? And he was like, it's so nice to be back in this building. Dude, listen. I, I'm I, so glad he got that chance. I also want to mention um, 
the commercials for Fire Country. Is that a parody? Like, are you telling me that that's an actor on the show? Because the actor, director, producer, the, he does all of it. He does all of it? And no offense to the guy. I'm sure he's really good. Uh-oh. But I, I just, nothing made me not want to watch the show more than the commercials. Isn't the point of the commercials to get me to want to watch the show? Yeah. No, to talk about it. I, I, I was sitting there, I was like, oh, I could be in Fire Country. Yeah. You, like, no question. 100%. I could be in Fire Country. All right, I'm not, I'm not going to see Fire Country. I also want to mention um, the Paramount commercial. What's so interesting about the Paramount commercial with Tua and with Throw the Pig Child is like, I feel like they wrote this script and he agreed to it like earlier in the season, which means he wasn't thinking the season was going to end where the moment was too big for him because the biggest line that Captain Picard delivers, that is him, right? Picard? Uh, or is that a uh, different guy? No, it's Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Why Pat am I Pat having her? No, no, not Pat. No, uh, Captain Picard. Was that his name? I, I, would, I just never saw Who was the guy? Is Star Trek? Star Trek. It's yeah. Picard. Spock? I think so. Patrick Ricard Not is Spock. Patrick Ricard's a fullback. <laughs> um, Patrick Picard. But he Patrick, Patrick Picard. Patrick Picard. Uh, he goes. He goes. The moment's too big for you. And then they have somebody else Just throw Peppa Pig up there. Yeah, uh, Jean Luc Picard. Jean Luc. He looks the same. He's so handsome. See, dude, being bald is awesome. Yeah, it is. I'm gonna look like this. You're gonna look like that forever. the rest of your life. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Until uh, the company yeah. comes and offers you that bag. Also, should I be concerned at how powerful Timu is? Oh. Because Shot I've never like heard of I've never heard of Timu in my life, but <laughs> they have all this money. Listen, I that's told what you. scares me. They were it was like three, all four spots. Listen. Four, I think. Yeah. Listen, bro, off got, season yeah. off season coming up. Let's sit down, have a show, and like get a budget and buy stuff off Timu and, and test it out. Yes. There was, if it's legit or not. Timu, Timu. The, the best uh tweet was the George W. Bush receiving the news in the class, and these kids were or the the title was uh, a second Timu ad is hit the screen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw I saw third Timu. I saw that. That, like that meme jokes. works great. That meme works great. I don't um, like these jokes, man. But when you got TikTok people, and I love the the Reese's uh, commercial where they're all freaking out. Like I just love that commercial. I cannot believe they rate they rated the Dunkin' Donuts they're, thing up high. That was not a good. That was not a good. Yeah, I wear Dunkin' Donuts. Mick, bro. Dad sends me Skechers because we wear the same size. Yeah, and I wear the hell out of them. Oh, so you I feel like that shit, he yeah. sent me some too, and I they, love they, them. Mister, they got tea and Skechers. I know. I, well, I kind of felt weird because I'm like, hey, maybe that was Dad's spot, but you know, they they put Mister T in it. I think Dad's uh, doing all right. He is doing all right. He is doing all right. That was your, the last your, thing your, your pop was in it last year with Snoop. But that, there's no T in Howie. Hey, how funny is this? Dad and, uh, well, not funny, I guess, but dad <laughs> and our youngest brother, Howie, you know where they watch the game, right? From the hotel. In the hotel room. They watched the game in the hotel room, and they had a view of the stadium. Flyover. And so they saw the flyover <sighs> in, in real time. So actually, like the flyover, we were in the- Two um, Howies in a penthouse suite. Yeah. We we were in the um, we were in the media row and there were these pilots walking through like seven of them, and you know, Bo's sitting there like, hey, we got to bet the I think this is a smokescreen. I think they're gonna go under on the planes on the flyover. And I'm like, hold on a second, flyover. You know, we play indoors. You know, like I turned into Todd Bowles. Like, yeah. why are we doing a flyover over yeah, a dome? Places do they the do dome. that every year? They do a flyover over the dome. I don't the think Super so. Bowl. You had me doubting myself, but they they did do the flyover. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Now, cool for if you have a hotel room that's looking at the stadium, but you can, I mean, it's like 
How much Bowl. money was we were we were bad we, we were bad with the inside inside information game because yeah. Gronk missed that fucking kick again too. No, I know. Pushed it. <laughs> no, Gronk. We saw Gronk on the like, way into Radio Row. We were like, like, you're gonna, gonna make that it? kick. He's like, he's like, I've been practicing. He said, I'm going to practice right now. I'm he wasn't it this practicing. Year. Hell no. <laughs> he, he spent too much time at the Gronk Beach party. We saw him at the beach party. Yeah, him there. and Jules. I think yeah. you spent too much time at the Gronk Beach party. We, <laughs> oh, so it was our last we day. We were leaving. I thought no one we was were going. Leaving in the afternoon, <laughs> I went back to the room just be alone. I come down to to get some buffet right after before the flight, and I, and I'm like, man, Reed is he is wired right now. And an acai bowl. What I, yeah, what I realized is that Reed was shit-faced because he went to the Gronk <laughs> beach party. And Margaritas were on point. Oh, I don't know how these guys had anything and you left. Could, two going at once. Two going at once. It was incredible. How was your week before we get into America's team? It was a busy week. Uh, obviously, the, the baby came on the 6th, and I was in the hospital. And I, I mean, I literally got picked up at 3.30 a.m., in Charlottesville, Martha Jeff, and I went straight to Dulles to fly to Vegas. Hospital to Vegas, the rare hospital to yeah. Vegas. I had a you suit bag office. hanging in the hospital bathroom, you know, uh, and I, I left my, I, you know, I left essentially my wife and her mom, uh, and they crushed it, and Kate's awesome. But, yeah, I got to Vegas, and I hit the ground running. I went straight from the airport to rehearsal at the Bellagio set, and if you were watching the CBS coverage, you know, it was right in front of the fountains, and... It was great, and the wind picked up as the week went on. It was. We my... tried to yell at you. We couldn't find you. We I got yelled at by a lot of people. I was actually on the desk, and I heard uh, Kyle Long is a bleeping beep, and I turned, and uh, a nearly 2,000-yard receiver was hanging out the window. Tyreek Tyreek was screaming at me from yeah, the street I met side. Yeah, Ty- I finally met Tyreek, <laughs> That's funny. and I was like, hey, man, I'm Kyle Long. Like, I was fucking with him, and he was like, <laughs> and, so and, and, then, and then he's just and he's looking at me and I go congrats on a great year and and he's like that little crazy and, and I and I go what are you sizing me up like because I was like you just fucking staring at me and he's like trying to see if I can still block you or trying to see if I can block you that guy's made of muscle and he's I said I said I I think if I don't see you coming you might be able to block me bro like you're fucking he's a little Minecraft we were right there in the heart of the action so it was awesome he, he would just <laughs> <laughs> covering the Super Bowl is fun, uh, and covering in Vegas was unique. And luckily, I had not a lot of sleep the week before, so I prioritized getting back. And let's talk about who you saw. Did you Ooh. see anybody like that blew your mind? Ooh. Blow my mind. We, I mean, we can go through this. Just yes. Yeah, I, I didn't have uh, for, in terms of celebrity. I didn't have a lot of interactions. I was you know in the room or at the at the desk. So you didn't see a lot of people. No, yeah, we bro. didn't even see you. We were just no. like, we knew you were working. Bro, so I was there. Next Super Bowl, yes. there's not a baby. When I'm not working, when I'm not covering the Super Bowl. Yeah, so I think next Super Bowl will be crazy. New Orleans. Oh, we're going to have a great and time. Oh, you and me and SEC. By country? the way, it's Packers Chiefs because the logo just came oh. out. Oh, <laughs> um, love it. So, so, so we saw, listen, I'll take you to the people Mahomes. we saw on Radio Row. We interviewed Luke Keekley. That thing's up there. Luke Keekley. God, Polka. all from the Toyota set. Polka. We had this killer. You probably saw it. I saw. I was watching. Oh, you guys were kicking ass all week, by the way. We were trying, man. Hats by the way, to you guys shout out to Toyota. They pulled a beautiful Tacoma oh, right God. there. Puka Nakua spent 15 minutes in the Toyota. He's adjusting the mirrors. He's like, he loves it. I'm like, he's definitely going to drive this. <laughs> David Njoku is climbing all over the, the Toyota. Bro, 
Scott. How big is he? He's a big dude. Big. He's also just like eccentric. It's like he's <laughs> fun as shit. So like he gets there. Like and Marty? He's got like sunglasses. Yeah, like but different. Yeah. He's got sunglasses on. He's got this like green leather jacket. My dad's like, I almost bought that leather jacket. And, and Joku's like, uh-huh. You know, like, and he's like, I want to take the truck. He's like, let me talk to somebody from Toyota. Is there anybody from Toyota here? Like, we'll try to do the interview. Wouldn't like, sign the truck unless he, unless like, he got to drive it off. He got he's climbing. He's like, he wants the box jump up onto the Toyota. He's taking pictures on top of the Toyota. Puka Nakua was, Amazing. I just say this. Bo was like, I have a man crush on this guy. And that's exactly how I felt. Like when he left, I wanted He's to like be his boy. He's like a little boy. Jason Momoa. Uh, no, well, I just way more badass than Jason Momoa. I've never seen Jason Momoa go over across the middle. Isn't he like the god of the sea, dude? In, in movies. Yeah, well, but that's what I'm saying. Real life. He's a real life. Disney yeah, character. Yeah, he, he really is. He, he, he's legitimately like an 11-year vet in a rookie's body, but does not have the like, the NFL's beat me down NFL vet attitude. He has like infectious energy. And when you ask him a question, he talks you through everything. And I just love, I love meeting him. I told him I was going so to get his, his, his gamer tag. We'll get with Puka. Really? Hey, I, I get Puka's gamer tag. I told him I'm going to kick your ass with the Rams. Oh, he plays Madden. Yeah, even though Waylon beat me right before the Super Bowl oh, last my. night. God, yeah. it makes me so happy. Well, we played oh. three minute quarters and played to the end of the oh, sessions. Are exclusive. Well, that, I just, Yo, Kyle, I'm the one who offered Kyle. it up. He just said he got beat. Kyle, it was amazing. All right, let me give you something. Nate was sleeping through the second half of the season. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> okay. Excuses. What's Football. your excuse? It's not for He's everybody. snoring during the Clydesdale You just commercial. got back from Vegas. Well, excuses. So did I. So did you? Oh, Matt, did he you know who I saw? Who? World famous? <laughs> who? I don't know. From uh, Sports Center fame and Green Light Pod. Kenny, that's Nate. hate, Nate. That's hate. That Steve. Is. Oh yeah, you saw Steve. We rode the we did rode the your... same plane together. Oh yeah, he told me. And I was asleep he in the front. He took pictures of you and sleeping. The, in the, the front. flight attendant woke me up. Or stewardess? What? Are, flight attendant. Flight attendant. You can't say stewardess. Flight Give attendant. Better. <laughs> <laughs> Better. The flight attendant woke me up. Nice gal. Gal, give me a <laughs> give me a rest. <laughs> goes, Do you want any vodka? I looked at her with like a cocked eye, and I was like, no. And she was like, well, that guy back there wants you to drink. He it. tried to buy you. And I turned around, and Steve was like three seats behind me. Like, <laughs> and I said, I, get, I said, give me the vodka. I opened it, crushed it, <laughs> went back to sleep. I fired off a tweet, and yeah, I fell asleep. That's good, dude. Steve is a unit. I, Steve, I can see oh, yeah. Steve bobbing he up was, so he, is, he respects the hell out of all you yes. guys yeah. after the week of work He's you guys man. put in. He does. He, does. He, he said, and I quote, just a bunch of grinders. They are grinders. They don't have a fucking choice because <laughs> they're scared of their boss. <laughs> they're like, oh, God, do we have to continue working? Um, no, but they worked their ass off this week, and we did. We got a lot of great interviews. Like I said, Luke Keekley could run for president. Vernon Davis yeah. came by. It was so fun oh, to see yeah. Vernon. He can't beat Vivek. What? Oh no! Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. People, people would be like, people would be like, people would be like, well, you know, like I only vote for an alpha male, like Vivek. Luke, thank you for coming Ramaswamy. to speak to me today. Yeah. I don't know. I like Trump. I like guys who got it out of the mud. Okay. This, this Luke, Luke Keekly guy is the best and the coolest. And like, he, what he lives with his? Does he still live with his parents? No. Offseason? I don't think he lives with his parents, but he was so cool. We we saw Michael Vick. Michael Vick came by with his big hat. He had he was there. With with the big hat I saw that. so i got to interview vic for a little bit um howie long michael pittman jr we obviously got jason kelsey for an hour Trey mom Mc and meg came on the set yep 
Yeah. Yep, Trey McBride was awesome. Jay Glazer, it was good to see him. But then, like, walking around the media center, oh, I got crazy. to meet Josh Allen, and I got to apologize to Josh. Uh, and I don't know if this is unnecessary to apologize to him. I don't know. Ride because I really, him. I was, like, worried that he heard that and took it the wrong way at some point. It didn't it. seem like he had heard it. No, he hadn't heard it. It seemed genuine. But I, I, ca it. I came up to Josh, and I was like, hey, I just want to apologize, man. I called you a roller coaster ride on meth. Make and I said, sure. And we're doing the like the post game dap, like we're both like doing that thing where the quarterbacks, and and I'm like I apologize, and he he's looking at me and he goes, that sounds like the biggest compliment anybody can give me. <laughs> I go, that's what it was meant as. I think he said that's the coolest fucking that's thing. That's the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard. And I said, <laughs> I think part of it might have been like I had something else to go to, but but he was like, yeah, you look good, good to see you. And I was like, all right, that went well. He um, did say you look really good. He said I look good. good. He no, said no, no, I look good. No, 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 he didn't say you look good. He said I look really good. You look really good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Josh. I was like, sir, you too. Look at yeah. Like I look so much smaller than Josh Allen. Um He's big. We met Josh Allen. Little Dicky. Little Dicky. Little Dicky. You know who's bigger than I expected? Who? Drake. Oh, that's funny. But you know it is. It's all about the angle, Kyle. It's all about if you can if you can oh squeeze the bottom God. like that. It's amazing that. his plane is big enough. I'm not that impressed. It's amazing his plane. I'm not that impressed to where he can unfurl that weapon. Fucking squeezing the life out of his. Yeah, he's. I mean, like he's on. He's on I didn't IR. See the video. I just had to make. A joke. Oh, you didn't see, it's, it's not a video. No picture. I didn't. I mean, anybody can squeeze the bottom like that. You know, it's I like did. fucking. You think I want to see that video? It's unhealthy. You think my day's not bad enough as it is? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that was a tough one to see come across the timeline. Oh, line. I like, always get geeked. I, I, I What's going on at Drake's I pool? <laughs> I don't be showing it, but Chris, I don't know if you noticed or not, because he, he's like. Fly on the wall. The guy videoing or the gal what? videoing, she's like 20 feet away. It's like, what's going on there? He's like alone on the. Yo, you know man. when they say I wouldn't touch her with a twenty foot pole? Well, Drake again. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle again. I think it's angles. I don't I'm know. I'm just on the theme of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, got I don't know if you know this or not, but I get geeked anytime we're around SVP. Oh, he's that's your boy. And yeah. like to me, I'm just like I grew up watching. We were SVP. back in the high limit room with Scott. And so, <laughs> and so like. Us being around him like this weekend, like that shit was like so lit for me. But on the last day, I'm at the table playing and there's like a couple there for the Super Bowl and they're having a good time and they're seeing like football players walk by and they're like, they're geeking out. Yeah. I'm playing on the table. SVP comes up behind me and was mm -hmm. like, Dr. Fax, like how you doing? Whatever. Starts yeah. talking to me. And these people, like their jaw drops. <laughs> right, right, right. Their so jaw drops. They're like... Yo, and he just like it, it was a, it was funny, but and also like seeing getting together, I got to get together with, and I'm just gonna like, it was almost like I I set the dinner up, but I didn't. <laughs> um, Scott wanted to get dinner with me and Ryan possibly, and mm -hmm. Dan was in that Big Cat was in town, and uh, Stanford Steve obviously. Oh, you got to see Big Cat. Yeah, and so yeah, Big Cat. So we we had table for five. We we get down to eating. We played credit card roulette at the end to see who pays. Oh, it's this a good group. Picture. To play it's with. a good little group. But, it's a guilt-free group. To but play Dan, with. like with 20 minutes left, is like, I gotta go. I gotta catch a flight. So he didn't <laughs> have to play credit card roulette. The Uncle Ryan lost. He had to pay. Um, but those guys, <clears throat> to me, not to be sentimental, all in different ways have helped me a lot. Like there's no green light if I didn't meet those guys. And it's funny. This is the great thing about the Super Bowl. You meet all types of people. That's where I met Scott and Ryan way back in like Tampa in like 2010 or whatever it was. And you know, like they started having me on their show. 
that helped me kind of get comfortable. Um, but I just enjoyed like talking to them because they're cool guys, they're regular guys. And then, you know, Ryan having me on his show my first year out, Steve being willing to come on the show so much, Scott letting him come on the show so much. Dan's helped us a lot. Like that was really cool for me to get dinner with those guys because they really are on a week where we're looking up and we're saying, oh, green light's kind of taking off. You said that to me, like you could yeah. feel like we're, there are people that, there's nothing more gratifying than meeting people that are like, I like your stuff. Like when you went to Kansas City. I was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm never surprised to hear that people have I am. heard the show. I am. But when I hear people that are so willingly coming up to you and offering up like gushing compliments about the insight that you have on Monday or guys from my work that, that I'll remain un yeah. unnamed that say, I prep for my shows listening to your Monday show. That's interesting. Because your brother's so good at well, it. Well, because you're good at it too. And so he goes, go to I laugh at you, but your yeah. brother teaches. Well, no, but what I'm saying is there's no us. There's no this show if it's not for those guys. And I think like they've paid it forward. And so I appreciate them. It was a great dinner and, and I didn't have to pay a cent because Uncle Ryan um, lost. What is, what, and what is, um, Look at the picked S up check wait, odds. SVP, how tall is SVP? He's 6'6". Like, 6'7". Six, six, like seven. Six, six, seven. He, he's <laughs> a little like, bit taller than and me. That, and I think that geeks me out too, like seeing him in person being like, holy shit. Because nine times out of ten, anyone you see on TV, when you see them in real life, they're small. Like yeah. I know I'm a big person, but they're like like they're smaller than what I would anticipate. Yeah. But meeting and seeing him, I'm just like, yo, he's a giant. He's like a, he's a big, big person. Oh, this is good. Okay, so... so um, by the way, also played blackjack in the high limit room oh with Scott God. and them. Chris. And and I don't know really how to play, Chris which forever. I don't really care. But here's the deal. <laughs> we Two days really earlier, Bo, Bo texted me, huh? We could get really good at blackjack. Yeah, it's just 21. So it, No, it's analytics. It's just like punt or... No, he doesn't like, understand. So, so anyways... You would love that game. Bo hits, no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> so Bo hits me up. Bo's like, hey, I'm over at the Aria. It's me and Kelsey. Come on. Like I had like two hours. One day, so I went over there. I walk into that blackjack table or wherever they have it, and it's it's Kelsey, Bo, it's Baker Mayfield, it's a boxer that I can't remember his name. There was a boxer there, a famous boxer, Burt Kreischer and and Tom Segura, and the guys from Boston were there, and they walked out. But I really just want to see my boy Jack. Shout out to Jack from Boston. Jack Mack. I love Jack, and he's he's almost just too good looking, bro. Like that mustache, he's like Tom Selleck of our generation. But we walk in this room and all it's like the who's who. Baker Mayfield's in there. I didn't have any chips. I don't play tables. Bo's like, I'm down bad, Chris. Like, I need help. I go, I'll win you some money. I'm kind of fucking around. Baker's like, here you go, Chris. Like, I was like, oh, thanks, Dad. He gave me some chips. So I go over. I met him. He's a nice guy. He's, the, he's this great. Week I met him. Actually. I like Baker. Really nice. So I, I go over and I'm at the table with Bert and a couple guys and they're like, play one hand. I'm like, I'll put all of it on this hand. <laughs> and Dad's like, Baker's like, uh. and, I, <laughs> and and I get and I get and I get, and I get fourteen right, and That's a tough spot to be. Not for me. I'm Dan Campbell. What's showing? And though? What's showing? I don't. I don't look at exactly. what's showing. That's the issue. I got it. I got it. Like what he's playing against. And I and I yes. and I and I decide to hit. And I decide to hit because you know like seven. fuck it, seven. Oh, but everyone and, and so everybody goes nuts and everybody's mad too at first. And Chris because, is like hit again. <laughs> yeah, I too like to live dangerously. Like it was a raucous. Hey, it was a big moment for me. People pat me on the back. It was kind of one of those slow motion moments. And then I take all the chips and I and I try to give them to Baker and he's like, no, nah, bro. So then 
Funny Marco walks in, who if you know who Funny Marco oh is, God. he's like the funniest person on the internet to me. And I'm a huge fan of Funny Marco. So I start fanboying. I don't fanboy over people. I walked right to the front where Alicia, who's Ryan Clark. Did he Funny Marco you? He, so I walk up. <laughs> oh, no. So I walk up, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you're the fucking goat, bro. And he doused me up, and he goes, what the fuck are you like, Max Crosby's uncle? <laughs> and And I Yo. said... I was just like, man, this dude's funny. So we start talking for a minute or two, and he, he, he's like kind of in character but not. Like he's cool as shit. Long story short, he says he wants to come camping with us. He wants to come Yo, up to Virginia and come camping with us. He goes, will you take me camping? I'm like, yeah, no problem with that face. And so I walk over, and I grab the chips that I won because I'm trying to give them away. I don't want to go to the cage and shit. Yeah, time is money. Time is money. Guy. Holy and I'm shit. having a good time. I don't want to go to the cage. So I walk over and I give, I, I, I'm like, here, here, take like $600, bro. And, you know, I think he's going to turn it down. And he's like, yeah, no problem. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I don't think any black person is turning down free money, bro. Yeah, right. Bro, like, I cashed no a $13 uh, receipt. I, played one, I put 20 bucks. I The only 20 bucks I spent in Vegas, I put it in one of those like Kino machines. Really? Didn't know what it was. Mashed a couple buttons. Did it work? Couldn't figure out how to max bet. Did it work? I he, lost six and a half bucks. And I, he's, bro, a big, he's a big Kino guy. So you want to know what's funny? Like they had those, they had those um, slot machines set up at the media center. My ass walking through the media center um, the day after being like being hungover. I'm thinking I'm getting lucky, and someone left money in the machine, and I hit it, and I and I win. I think I win big money. And they had it set so everyone like wins. It like uh, it had no money in it. Well, that's like, like going to play bridge. poker with Everybody Dana White. <laughs> Dana White supposedly it's like easy to win with Dana White. They're like hey, scholarship. Yeah, it's like being on scholarship. I think Taylor won one like seven hundred k. Something crazy. And and yeah, he's grooming uh, young gamblers. So can can that all seems is exciting? Any, is there any way that he can? Take but I'd us? rather give my six hundred dollars to Funny Marco, huh? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I said, is there any way you can set up Dana White taking us so we yeah. can win that much money? I'll work on. I it. guess I got to <laughs> fight in the UFC. I'll work on it. Um, I got to be one of his guys. Let's see. And shout out to the sucker bets. Then you can know. gamble for free. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to the sucker bets on 21 because I left Vegas up this trip, and it's because of the sucker bets on on 21. I played free bet 21, and on those, a 22. If the dealer hits a 22, of course. it's usually a loss, but it's a push. So so that game you can bet on This is just semantics. Yeah, yeah dude, you can see, bet on if the dealer's gonna hit twenty two or not on the side bet and I hit that. You're talking to a guy <laughs> who went to the high limit room, you saw this and after, said safe after winning what I won, played two hands with Uncle Ryan's money, and they hand me a six and an ace, and I go safe. I go. I'm safe. No. I like to be safe. He goes like this with two hands. Uh, yeah, and, whatever it is. And SVP, that we, we SVP was very upset about his gambling that night, but that tickled him so <laughs> Yeah, because SVP was taking a bath. They said Jay-Z was in there playing and before And 21 us. Savage. And 21 Savage. 21, 21. 21. I love 21, 21, 21 Savage. Um, I love 21 Savage. Also, um, one more thing from the game last night. I want to talk about this. This, this should have been maybe our biggest moment. So, like, you saw James Brown. You give the backstory on this, like, last week. And he said, you know, I heard your In brother use this term. Yeah, JB called me, Uncle JB. 
Um, he used to work with Dad at Fox for a very long time. We were we were just jits when we yeah. got to know JB. Yeah. He calls me. I'm lucky enough to have him in my phone book. He calls me the other day and he's like, "He's lucky." Yeah. He's like, "Young young Kyle, I'm in the barber shop. Excuse me for being a bit am animated." Him and the guys were yeah. chopping it up. He looks great. By and the he's way. like, "And I'm talking to some of these haters in here, and they're talking about this Brock Purdy character." And you know, we were listening to the Greenlight podcast, and I got to hear your. Uh, your brother described him as what was the phrase he used? And I said, "Game executive, game executive." <laughs> exactly like, how he talks. He goes, "I just love that, Kyle." And I was thinking about using it on the pregame. He's like, "You got to get uh, permission from your brother here. I don't yeah. want to be stealing any of his thunder." No, 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 it was fine. It was like going into commercial. He was like, "And Howie Long's son, <laughs> also Chris Long, said game executive." And uh, and I was like, "All right, that'll, that'll that's a solid. That'll help the podcast. It's somehow. a solid." And then at the end of the game, they're going to commercial, and he's like, "Brock Purdy is no longer a game executive." And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I, "I didn't hear that part." I'm like, "Oh, now we're just." You know, and here's the crazy part, and I want to say this, like, I'm not sure, I'm not sure how it went. There was one day where me and Megan were sitting here, and we, we both had one job. I think my job was to be like, let's rebrand game manager, and he said game executive. So this is Macon's term. Either Macon's that, term. Either that or it was... Uh-oh. Well, there's no uh-oh. No, we're, this yeah. is... He is just the worst, isn't he, with this stuff? I'm saying, uh-oh, for them. Oh, no. <laughs> for, for the people using the term. Okay. No, I mean, not yeah, really. Not yeah. really. Oh, yeah, because they're using Megan's term? <laughs> yeah. They don't know it? <laughs> so, so you know, like, and I haven't heard anything from Macon yet. I'm, I'm sure he'd be all over my IP, his IP. <laughs> but one of the two of us came up with the term, and I'm not sure it was me. One of the two of us said we need to rebrand this thing. So it was a group effort. I want to give Macon some some credit here. Macon you plays. Know, Macon made the the Super Bowl. Now it wasn't credited to Green Light. It was credited to Howie Long's son. Dad texted me this morning. He's he like, he did say Green Light. No, he didn't. He did. No, he did. Yeah. He said no. No. He said Howie Long's son, Chris Long. Yeah. So dad texts me this morning, and he's like, did you hear you got a shout-out in the pregame? I was like, yeah, dad, so did you. It was, it was cool. He's like, sorry. I'm like, I'm not saying it's your fault. But, like, you know, it's just all roads lead back to Howie Long. It's like I saw one of my colleagues last week uh, who's on the big – you know, I'm on Tops, and then there's the big show, NFL Today, and I, I saw them walking – I saw the whole crew walking out. And, you know, Coach, Phil, Boom, all those guys, they know me first name, and they know dad as well, but – uh, one of the sideline reporters, one of the main ones, I'll, she will remain unnamed, walks up and goes, Chris. Um. And I said, sorry, that's my brother. And she goes, Jake. You know, this <laughs> oh, this brother thing really throws me <laughs> off. Yeah. Ah. That's funny. And you were like, nice meeting And you. Jay Feely was behind her, who, I, who, who knows me extremely yeah. well. And he's just like. By the way, Jay Feely tried to jinx Harris, uh, Bucker so bad. He did. Oh, my God. He was like, <laughs> he's basically the best kicker of all time from this distance. And Tony was like, oh, no, oh, Jay. Okay. Don't do it. I saw Tony Romo playing blackjack at like 2 in the morning, too, by the way. We saw some more people. We saw Antonio Pierce. Got to catch up with AP for a little bit. Funny thing is, I told you I had beers with him uh, when I was a young player. I also had a couple beers with him late at night uh, one year ago at the Super Bowl. It's just so funny to think about a year ago that was AP, and now he's like got the keys to the car. And, you know, it's so refreshing talking to him because you can tell he just has no ego. You know, like that's that, he knows who he is, and he knows what his, what his profile can do. 
but he also has no ego and like talking about him learning on the fly and all that stuff like he was he was very open about it just and i think he's great also we saw flavor flave walking through the flavor, radio row flavor. oh yeah uh, and it's a, i met mark picture. davis yeah i've got a picture with mark phillips comedian rdc they have like you you recognize them from doing the skits he does the funny like lebron after game skits yes yeah yes <laughs> yeah his name is mark phillips you got to show me how to follow him okay i got you yeah. um like i saw seeing justina anderson i don't know if you guys Justina's watch, great. watching like while and out she's great oh i can't, i thought you were mispronouncing Josina anderson's no. name and and there was this <laughs> moment where too. me and her kind of had like beef because she was trying to like drive a wedge in our locker room. Okay. And so like you kept saying Justine Anderson and I was like <laughs> You know like No, I'm damn, up. damn. I'm saying her name wrong. I'm mixing it up. My bad. Justina Valentine. Okay. That is the girl. Valentine that, Anderson. Yeah. I met Kate Abdo. <laughs> no way. You know who that is? Sky Sports. Met Kate Abdo. Cool. And I met me and all my me and all my colleagues were like awesome. That's some Kate Abdo. <laughs> I know Chris. I wonder if Kyle In person it's like intimidating. Yeah. Yeah, I can you imagine. You know they have the picture where they're like, this is what people are going to look like in the year 3100. Yep. It's just like a future, like a, just like a beautiful person from the future. Yeah, I can't tell if we're uh, it's a Avatar. minefield because we're going to say that Kate Abdo's hot and our wives are listening or something. No, Kate, my wife and I had this conversation. Oh, we we were Kate actually Abdo. like trying to figure out like how somebody ends up just being able to like wake up and looking like that. Yes. Yeah, you were asking me about cool people. Yes, like that. that was cool. That was cool. And she was a CBS host for us for the premiership, so she was there with Thierry Henry and Micah, and they were all dude. Class, it was all just class. Uh, bro, when you get Henry the, rode you get on the, the Concord three times. Did you know that? Did he really? That's like he's a at, survivor. I was asking him. I was like, "How long's the flight?" He's like, "Would have been way." Was better Henry cool? On. He was like very. He was. He's the vet in the back of the locker room. Yeah. That's chill. Yeah. But if you go and you dangle a conversational line he'll, in there, he'll, 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 I was like, who's the toughest guy you ever played against? You know, yeah. and 10 minutes later, I was like, he's a fucking awesome That's cool, dude. dude. That's so cool. It's a great experience around the world, like people from all over, media members from everywhere. It's really cool. Super Bowl. Um, it's the center of the fucking sport, not even the sports universe. It's also, universe, it's right? also the one place you can do a podcast in front of a Tacoma for Toyota, the nice. the official motor, motor vehicle sponsor of uh, of the NFL. And, um, and I drive to Toyota, so does Kyle. Okay. Thanks to Toyota and the brand new Toyota Tacoma, we had an amazing time at the NFL Media Center in Las Vegas from the most badass set in all of Radio Row. We even had the all-new 2024 Toyota Tacoma on our set. Uh, David Njoku loved it so much, he really did try to drive it off Radio Row. With its trail-dominating power, legendary capability, and captivating style, it caught everyone's eye. The all-new Toyota Tacoma dares you to come out and play. The all-new 2024 Toyota Tacoma is the most powerful Tacoma ever, Kyle. And it's time to make your off-roading dreams come true. The 2024 Toyota Tacoma, a truck that's tough on the trail and easy on the eyes, it sure is. Electrifying power, maximum torque. The all-new Toyota Tacoma is the most powerful Tacoma ever. All-new Trail Hunter grade is factory-developed overlanding rig Ooh. built from the ground up with the latest integrated off-road equipment from ARB, Old Man Emu, Emu, and Rigid. I'm telling you, Old, old Man Emu 
They do it, bro. I've, I've, seriously, I've got this stuff on my truck. Dad's got a 1976 Toyota that yeah. has an old man emu on it, and it rides like a dream. Like a dream. So I'm sure that the 2024 version is just even better. We also have a shout-out to Ted Karras, who won the Toyota Charity Challenge at Radio Row with his low score on the Toyota Challenge grid game and received a charity donation from Toyota. Much love, and thanks to Toyota Tacoma for again making the green light set the best at Radio Row. Toyota, the official automotive partner of the NFL. And uh, here's Deidre DeLilly from Toyota. We had a great conversation with her. Uh, we're talking about the brand partnership. I'm geeking out because uh, I love Toyota, and uh, she'll be able to shed a little bit of light on how we came to this point. Toyota guy, so this fits for me in a lot of ways, but uh, Deidre, how excited are you for your partnership with the NFL, and why does it work? partnering with a Toyota guy, the authenticity there. Yeah, great question. So first of all, thanks for having us. You know, we have been involved in football for a long time with NBC Sunday Night Football, halftime integrations, and we actually had 11 club deals in place before we entered into the league partnership. Um, but it's all about finding ways to get closer to the fan, right? right? And so partnering with players like yourself allows us to have a point of connectivity with the fan to bring fans closer to the Toyota brand. And we just signed uh, national deals with Brock Purdy and Eli Manning, I which know. we announced oh. last week. Super pumped about that. And he's in the game. That works yeah, out Yeah, that worked out really well for us. Yeah. Um, but we're really careful about who we partner with. Yeah. You know, and I think the authenticity of partnership is so critical. Yeah. We're, you know, we're, we're a brand who takes brand reputation very seriously. And so it's not just about finding, you know, the best performing player on the field. Um, the driving factor for us is really character and shared values. Right. And so, you know, someone like you who we're really proud to partner with and also has brand loyalty and ton of brand loyalty. <laughs> big Toyota guy. Yeah, my wife's like, Toyotas take up like half our property. Uh, <laughs> I got a lot of trucks and a lot of them are Toyotas, so most of them. We love that. Thank yeah, you for that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's just really about finding someone's people that we can connect with on a lot of different levels. And it's not just about using the rights or the IP of a player. We, we truly want to partner with players who want to grow with us and that, you know, we obviously can connect closer with the fan around, but uh, it's a two-way street, right? Yeah. So how can we give players a platform and resources to help communicate things you know, that they care about off the field? All right, so I'm going to ask you a curveball here. Your favorite current Toyota in the lineup. Oh, and then great maybe an older truck that you like. Um, so I'm actually driving the Toyota Supra right now. Oh, really? I am, yeah. Fast car. It's yeah. a ton of fun. Um, but, you know, I got to say the all-new 2024 Tacoma, is it's pretty sexy, right? It's sweet. Right? That thing's sweet. And I'm a big guy, and I've been in t Tacomas. There's room enough for me. There is. I mean, so, um, yeah, and for me, I'm a Tundra driver now, and I have my favorite truck, maybe ever is the FJ62. I got a 1990, it's red, um, things sweet. I love the FJ55s, I love the 45s, I love the 40s, I love them all. So at some point, if I ever hit it big, I'm gonna own them all. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. so 
Let's explain to people what's going to be going on here yeah. uh, right where we're sitting all week. Yeah, so uh, we are surrounded by 6,000 media, which is pretty fantastic, and uh, partnering with, with you, with Greenlight, with Chris Long to host a number of different players, execute interviews, and I think one of the favorite things you know that we're doing here in the space is the Toyota Grid Challenge, which... For the grids. Yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. So a trivia challenge where Toyota can then donate... Uh, you know, some funds to give players and personalities uh, money towards their preferred charities. That's awesome. So yeah, Toyota doing good for others, you know, um, even in a situation like this, and I think the grids are a lot of fun, so check those out. Good, good way to catch up on some nostalgic players from the 90s and 80s. Um, and then what's going on outside the media center? You guys have a ton cooking this week with the NFL. We do. Uh, I have a busy team of people standing here looking at us um, yeah. that uh, are, have been really hard at work. So we announced uh, our official partnership um, with the NFL back in October. So it was week six. So we jumped in this thing yeah. very, you know, very late in the game. So kind of drinking from the fire hose here. But I feel like we're really capitalizing on all the right opportunities for the brand and for the fans. So, you know, it's about connecting with, I think, the NFL is now up to 200 plus million avid, really diverse fans and finding ways to help uh, elevate the fan experience. So outside of Media Center where, you know, we have a lot of content capture happening, we have Dave Chang, his show is going to be here. So uh, Celebrity Chef, uh, who's going to have a fun food contest um, in the space. And then we are the presenting sponsor. So Super Bowl X, uh, Super Bowl Experience um, presenting sponsor. And over there, we have a really fun challenge. So hopefully you can check it out okay. and participate. I love um, challenges. Yeah, so yeah. in the spirit of Super Bowl 58, we are giving fans 58 seconds to um, run through our experience. It's called Four Down Territory. Nice. Uh, so a bunch of obstacles that are football themed, and it culminates in this big pit of 58,000 footballs. Um, and uh, jump into that pit. Absolutely. All right, I'm there. We need you to do that. All right, I want to uh, jump in. The yeah, pit. so there you can win gifts from hats to NFL shop gift cards to the ultimate prize, which is a VIP experience at Super Bowl 59 in New Orleans. So it's going to be a ton of fun. That's so cool. I mean, as a Toyota fan, I'm head over heels for this partnership. It's been awesome working with y'all. And I'm really excited about you guys just being kind of in this seat you're sitting in this week uh, as the official sponsor, official automotive sponsor. And this this Toyota content center is incredible. So like, you. if you're seeing this somewhere else, like come by and check it out. Because this thing, I mean, it's awesome. We got a goalpost. We got a Tacoma. <laughs> we got a lot of space. Yeah. Um, hey, if you're out there, come check us out. And thank you so much to Toyota and to Deidre for lending your expertise and your time uh, when it comes to the best product on the road, as far as I'm concerned. Thanks for having us, and thanks for being a loyal customer. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Guys, it was clear to me. Toyota was catching, uh, you know, turning heads, catching eyes all week, like people want to drive this truck. Yeah. Yeah, it was sweet. I can barely talk. Here's the thing. There's nothing better than leaving Vegas. Ooh. As bad as you want to go to Vegas, the last night when you get in your room, and we did two 4 a.m.s. We did like a 6 a.m. We, 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 I was eating a grilled cheese at 5 a.m. one Quick night. Turn around. I'm watching Jimmy Houston on, on ESPN because I can't work the iPad that changes the channel. I'm just stuck on Jimmy Houston. You know, like, th those are the moments in Vegas where you're like, ah, oh, we made it out alive. And so I was so thankful we got all our work in. We had a great time. We hit the club a couple nights. 
We got some good dinners. It was just a lot of fun. Uh, PFT commenter came with mm -hmm. us to the club the last night. Good guy. <laughs> Had a lot of fun with, with, with PFT. Normal, dude. Normal. Just such a normal guy. And wait, and Relentlessly normal. So smart. Relentlessly smart. Um, Relentlessly okay. smart. Yeah, Let, so. Let's roll through our America's team. Yeah, let's Starting do it. America's team. Kyle, I'll run through I'll your I'll start start one, two, three, four, five. Number one America's team is just the city of Las Vegas, the municipality of Las Vegas, from security to entertainment. Um, you know, you factor in the Super Bowl, it's the center of the universe. That place, the infrastructure was built for it. I don't like the strip being all cars, 13 lanes of traffic. It should be more options for That's the place they could use it, too. Bikeable, uh, you know, whatever it is. But I think Las Vegas, that was the perfect setting. Underground tubes, casino to casino? Tunnels. Yes. Talk to the people in New York. Yeah. Get some tunnels. Number two, strippers in Las Vegas. Um, I did some stripper math. Uh, Tech Nine spent twenty thousand. Two Short spent fifteen thousand, and those are like you know D list. E -list. That's true. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So hear me out. It's not that much. Chamber of Commerce says that there was two hundred fifteen million dollars uh, of revenue brought into the city in just food, drinks, and in quotations entertainment. I would have to imagine some educations would be paid for during Super Bowl week. Number three, NPC casinos. Chris, you ever played Red Dead Redemption? No. The second one? Well. Here's the deal. Didn't they've got the they've one. got they've got these saloons you can go into, and sometimes mm -hmm. you walk into a bugged saloon, and you walk in there, and there may be a, a dealer at a table yeah. by himself, and he's got a cigar lit, and he's ready to do your bidding. Mm -hmm. I felt like that when I was at our hotel, the Virgin, great spot, the old Hard Rock. They have dozens, if not hundreds, of tables of dealers standing there ready, and there's nobody in there gambling. So I'm just thinking. Are these NPCs? Is this the first iteration of AI? Because you're not going to have all this overhead of having human beings on your staff if nobody's going to gamble. Yeah, why, it, NPC yeah, why not? casinos, number three. Number four, Drake. Why not, Kyle? Massive, huge, just guys pulsating right now. Uh, five, green light. Wow. Kind of like the space brought, needle a little you bit. You brought that up a couple of times in this show for someone who did not see the picture. I think what he's trying to say is you like Drake's dick. Go ahead. <laughs> his no, but he's saying that he, he just had a kid the other day. Can I get through this? How did you not see or watch the video? Can I get through this? You got it. I have my finger on the pulse, Nate. No, you got it, Nate. You got it, Nate. Have, Whatever you say, Nate. I have my finger yeah. on the pulse. Two hand? Yeah. Two hands? Okay, five. Green light. Pod was amazing all week, and I got back to the hotel room late every night, and I was up super early. I was eating at the 24 Diner at the Virgin Hotel every morning, and I was catching up on all the socials. Aiden, Reed, Matt, Nolan, Fax. You guys are fucking rock stars. Everybody loves you. Fuck, you took my first America's team. It was going to be a big thank you. I'm just joking. <laughs> and those are my America's team. Damn. And I got to get out of here soon because I have a pediatrician yeah. and I'm driving. We could let Kyle read his, read his mentions right now and then get out of here and then we can hit your what America's you teams. That's fine. What, what time you got to roll? I have to pick them up at 3.15 at CAT. Okay, okay. At the CAT. Yeah, you need to leave. You need yeah. to go. So let me read these. Best okay. flight, right. Matt Ryan. Flew with the Thunderbirds this week. Very cool. Also got to hang out with Matt in the trailer out there behind the set. I've never really spent any time with him outside of working with him in the studio. And he is a class act, Matt Ryan. I wish I knew that. A long time ago, he would have been at the top of my list for quarterbacks I rooted for. Worst flight, anybody leaving before noon today in Vegas. Mm. Bevel Conway, the city of Las Vegas, or Taylor not going on stage, both of which were very impressive. Anti-Bevel Conway, the wind on our set, outdoor set. Huh? We had a drone 
Uh, and we also had a wire camera. The wind was so bad that the wire went from outside of our set and it hit me in the throat. Oh my God. During our rehearsal. You could have been hurt. Clothesline. Could have. I could have been, you know, pretty wealthy guy. How'd um, Jay Feely do in the wind? <laughs> he was just short enough to where the wire missed him. Okay. Uh, fly on the wall. Ice Spice, Jason Kelsey intro. Yes. This is ice, or this is spice, or this is ice spice. I think it's ice spice. How do you intro? Or you go like, ice I'm spice. ice. I, think, I ice. think she says, Hi, I'm spice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like a uh, Kyle. Just a question. It's kind of like you see those diagrams of dogs with pants on. How does this dog get to wear pants on his front, mm -hmm. on his back? Or mm -hmm. like, yeah. That's like, how do you intro yourself? Yeah, it's, your it's complicated. Spice? Best seat, me and my wife with our newborn uh, watching the goat. Yeah. Win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And I was smiling and laughing the whole time. I was giddy. Yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah. Um, then I say, then worst I seat, yeah. Dre Greenlaw in his small Japanese pickup truck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which was comically small. It was small. That's a small cart. Uh, hollow Man, the Niners staff and leadership for not knowing the overtime rules and conveying those rules to their players. St. Louis Memorial, Brett Veach. Yeah. For constructing a dynasty. The game ball. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Dynasty. He's a shapeshifter. He read he can do the read option. He's a Sam site. He's clutch. And like we said earlier, and Travis said it last week, there's fountains and there's drains. Mm. And we know Travis is a big fountain, but there's no bigger fountain that, is a rain, Drake thing? that rains energy on his teammates <laughs> than Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Nobody makes his team better. Than yeah. Patrick Mahomes. No, he's 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 the. Bellagio. In addition to being he's the best like player. the Bellagio fountain. And with that, You're the going 2024 <laughs> season. Now you can go be a dad. Yes, thank you guys. Love you, Kyle. Finish thank up. You. Uh, I'm gonna listen in the car. Kyle. Yeah, Thanks, chat. I don't think you can listen in the car, Kyle. The way this show works. Be slow. Okay, take care. Yeah, come on, come on down, big guy. <laughs> come on down, big guy. This is good. Some product placement. Little Caesars jumpsuit. All right, so here's the deal. I got to get through my mentions, um, and then we're going to get out of here. Nate's, wow. <laughs> he does that everywhere. Germaphobe. He really did just disinfect the... He does. Yeah, but he'll share you know, a blunt with anybody. No, that's not true. I stopped that. So you do it with me. <laughs> I, I've, I've stopped you, that. You share them with me all that. the time. I've stopped that. <laughs> you stopped sharing blunts with everybody? Yo, if you guys haven't realized in a while, like I have not been passing the blunt. You know, post-pandemic, I think it's per perfectly okay to be like, no. Nah. Rudy Gobert, yo. It is nah. okay to be not. Nah. Rudy Gobert. Man, I told multiple people no during the pandy. You know, strangers at like the Hollywood Bowl and shit like that. I'm like, no. I'll dude. usually just give them the whole thing and then walk away. That's Chris's thing. I'll make something up. That, no, Chris's thing is to smoke. Like he'll be like, yeah, 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 we can. And then like he'll smoke. The, he'll smoke the first half, and then he'll be like, yeah, here. And then when someone try to pass it back, I'm like, nah, you keep. You, yeah, because yeah, that's the move. That's the move. Because I, I don't want you know. You don't want to make someone Especially feel in Vegas. Bad. I don't know where you were last night. I don't know what's going on. All right, so uh, <clears throat> we got America's team. Oh, I'm gonna go, yeah, America's teams. Okay, the liberal elites, because <laughs> obviously they just pulled off a huge caper. They rigged the game. They rigged the game. It went perfectly <laughs> according to plan. Um, Joe Biden radioed down to Steve Wilkes and was like, "Why don't you heat him up here?" Bro. And then uh, you know, and who then, sent that? Who sent that off? What you see? You see the tweet? What? 
Just, it was rigged. Just, just like we planned. Oh, it's funny as hell. And <laughs> it's funny as hell because it, it's like trolling. You should really like that. Now, now here's there's a, just kind of a design flaw when it comes to like winning. You're not going to win over the people of Kansas City. Like that's that's a Missouri's a red state. So like I don't know really what the strategy here is. If you're telling me that they're going to beat San Francisco in the Super Bowl, that's where all the liberals are. So now you turn the liberals against you because Joe Biden did it. It's like I don't know. I don't know what the. I just am going to really enjoy over the next four to six days, like reading about all the conspiracies. Yeah. We didn't get a Joe Biden endorsement from Taylor Swift during the game. I thought that was going to happen. I thought that was part of the script. Mm. So I guess I'll just I'll, I'll tip my cap to the liberal elites because they they fixed this game. Well, the big political conspiracies since Biden didn't do an interview, maybe he's not going to run. No, he's probably going to run. He probably just doesn't want to do a lot of interviews, <laughs> which I also kind of. Okay, not to get political here. Um, but anyways, uh, the pilots, the pilots that did the flyover. We got to meet all those guys. They were cool as hell. Uh, even though we didn't need a flyover, we were indoors. Um, I'm going to give an America's team to Spags. Spags, period. He's not going to get an MVP. That's Patrick Mahomes. But I got to say, I don't think they're there without that defense, and I don't think they're there without Spags. And I think it's incredible that that guy – was able to get so much out of this group with some of the injuries they had this year at different spots, with some of the, you know, with some of the situations that the offense put them in throughout the season. So uh, America's teams, I'll give it to just Spags. He's just one little guy from Boston, but he gets an America's team. Main Street. Um, I don't have a lot of America's teams. Let's get into, oh, I'll give you another one. Usher and Alicia Keys. Ooh. You know? Amazing. Amazing. Yo, shout out to Usher. Uh, that was like high school for me. You know what's crazy? Usher moonwalked on turf. Do you know how, for one, how hard it is to moonwalk and then to be able to moonwalk on turf? Can I say something, though? <laughs> when he took his shirt off, I yeah. know it was supposed to be, like, uncomfortable for all the, the guys because all their girls are staring at Usher and his shirt's off and shit, but I don't think he's built any better than me. I know he's older, but, like, that didn't impress me. No, so, like, watching the show and going back, I think him taking Is that off, hate? No, I think him taking off the shirt was part of the costume change because he put a Yo, shirt the on costume, after. It was like a NASCAR pit crew. Like, and, that's what, and I think that was to hurry that process up. I think uh, they had to figure out a way, yeah. hey, like let's work this out with no with yeah. no mess ups yeah. rather than trying to rip it off last minute yeah. and put another shirt on. I think that was. Well, I was encouraged. I was just like, yeah, I'm like 240. I look as but good as But you can't Usher. dance like that. Though. No. <laughs> you can't roller skate like that either. Say it again. What? Roller skate. That no, I can't roller skate. I can't moonwalk. Can't do any of that, that shit. That was dope too because it's a, it's like a, um, it's a, how do you say it? It's a homage to homage. to Atlanta. And yeah. That's where he's from. Like, And they're big on the roller skate. But the last couple pre, uh, halftime shows have been catering to our age group, which yeah. is great. You know, you had the one with Dr. Dre and Eminem and all that shit. And you know why? Shout out to Jay-Z. Jay-Z, he took over. And he's the, well, I think also, he's the one that like leads and picks the halftime. It's also group. nice because like, hey, they're marketing to us. And like, then you go to commercial and they're like, here's Addison Ray for nerd ropes. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> so it's nice to be like, oh, there's little John. And by the way, it was almost like one of those memes with the guy walking with his girlfriend and she's disgusted because he's looking at somebody else. You know that meme? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the girlfriend is like ushers abs and like, I'm the guy. 
And I'm actually looking at Little John because he looks fucking great. Yeah. Little John looks yoked, yeah, he dude. He's never looked so in shape in his life. So everybody's looking at Usher and his abs, but Little John had some guns on him, bro. He's been in, shout, the, in the lab. And shout out to Swiss Beats, too, because in black Twitter right now, they try to, like they always do, they try to make controversy because oh, there Usher be. was performing oh, the, what, with like, how about being them? close to yeah, Shaquille. Yeah, close. But... Swiss Beats came out and they were in a standing he, spoon. Yeah. I was thinking about Swiss Beats it's, immediately. It's performance, and Swiss Beats came out and he deaded everything, like put out a tweet and was just like, "You guys are crazy!" Like there was it, incredible. You guys are crazy. It, it was, I would was never be jealous of Usher with his hands around my wife's hips, <laughs> no, smiling at no, her. No, it was an incredible performance. <laughs> and, You're crazy. <laughs> I mean, hey, confident guys. Um, Swizzy, Reba McIntyre. Ooh, crushed it crushed over. and hit the over. So shout out to her. So I'm going to go into, let's go and do a quick word from our friends go, at Miller yeah, Lite. Uh, Miller Lite, because we're going to the Miller Lite moment. Shout out to Miller Lite for keeping our thirst quenched all season long and delivering us great moments all season long. Every football season, there's one thing that pairs well with every great moment, an ice cold Miller Lite. And even though the clock on the 2023 NFL season has run out, boy, that feels weird to say. You can't go wrong with a Miller Lite in your hand. It's the only light beer with a taste worthy of our national obsession. Because what's the point of having beer if it doesn't taste like, well, beer? It's got only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12-ounce serving with a smooth taste and a clean finish. You can get the taste you crave without the calories. So this offseason, while we wait for another round of football, crack open a light beer that hits your taste buds so hard, Nate. You feel it in your heart. <laughs> get Miller Lite delivered right to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Greenlight. Okay. Moments. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that you're, that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Lite Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Okay. Nicely done. Hollow Man. Hollow Man. I'm going to give it to Daryl Luter Jr. He's the guy who the punt hit him in the foot. And oh, I tweeted this last night, but I'm wondering if Jesus would be willing to wash his foot. <laughs> I was just going to ask you if you if you washed anyone's feet. No. Damn, bro. I, I can't believe they paid for Quentin Tarantino to make that, that yeah, There's a Quentin Tarantino <laughs> joke here, and I think the fly on the wall might be him at his Super Bowl party getting an erection during a Jesus commercial. <laughs> Nothing less socially acceptable than that. Um, Yikes. Well, I mean, seriously. All right. And some of the dogs in that commercial were were just were rough looking. You think um, the people at Feet Finder were punching their air? Yeah, they were. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I, I'm going to give the hollow man to, uh, to the guy that muffed the punt. Because, like, you know, it sucks. It's It got hidden in the game a little bit. I don't think that's the first thing people are talking about because it's not like he muffed it, but it hit him in the leg. And I know they're yelling Peter and it's tough. And yeah. you were like, hey, it's not my what? boy's fault. It, it's not. But, like, you know, like as a casual fan and, like, the camera angles, it looked like it was just muffed. Yes. And then you see the return. Then you're still trying to blame the returner. Oh, why didn't he tell him to get away? If you watch it. The returner's pointing, and every football player who's been on special teams knows when a returner's pointing like that, he's most likely yelling Peter, poison, yeah. whatever, the get away. And sometimes when you're engaged with another human it's being. It's hard to get off and, and, and get out to, of the way. To hear it, to, yeah. to, to understand. Or when the Peter or poison, 
you don't know which way the ball is, so like yeah. you don't know which way to go. Yeah, they're not like they, Peter. They it's right behind you. Exactly. You so know. It yeah, just, yeah. It took a it took a favorable bounce for Kansas City, and that was unfortunate. Change like a Drake. <laughs> yeah. All right. He did it, not me. Kyle. He he was all he over didn't, it. He didn't see the picture of videos. Uh, Bevel Conway. I I think the graphic when the teams finally scored touchdowns, it was like whoa in the end zone. They had that big casino looking graphic that I thought it was great. I thought it was beautiful. Um, also, when the sun went down, Vegas looks really good at night. And when the sun went down on the broadcast, all the cutaways, all the shots, they were gorgeous. Um, and it was a reminder that there was a very big gambling overtone to this game, like during the game. And I was thinking about Vegas. Maybe Vegas is the hollow man because you know Kansas City uh, winning, they took a little bit of a bath. I think they did. Um, I, I didn't get to look and see where the tickets and the money were, but I feel like when it, I looked early in the week, it was Kansas City. Yeah, their biggest single prop uh, handle was Kelsey over yards as well. Which wow. Made- yeah, so Vegas might have had. A- I was feeling great about my <coughs> under bet, which pushed. And also, you bought. Yeah, my, mine pushed too. I bought a point to forty-seven to get the over. Yeah, same. And I could not believe it, but at that point, I was happy because the Chiefs won. Um, you know what the bevel of my bevel was? What was Travis and Taylor having that moment at the end of the game? Yeah. And Travis chickened out. He got scared. He didn't go through with the proposal. You think he was planning on proposing? Yeah, I think I think the moment was too big. But it was the Bevel Conway of 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 the cameras of people being. It's it's actually gonna happen. You were. I wasn't. It's it's about to happen. I wasn't thinking that. And then a few awkward kisses later, it didn't happen. All right, STL Memorial. I'm gonna give it to Chanel. I think he played really well. Um, Also, I'll give it to somebody outside the. uh, I'll give it to somebody outside the. the stadium, it was the guy who's probably sitting in jail right now that climbed the sphere. <laughs> I hope, I hope. It's like climbing the pyramids. I hope that for <laughs> us, for us, I hope the, he. Climbing the Mayan temples. I hope he had a GoPro on and like yeah. this content will come out like later. Oh, it's got to be incredible. I, like I really, really hope because gotta be incredible. I can't incredible. mentally picture him and he got to the top. He got to the top. <laughs> like that's fire. It was incredible. <laughs> That's fine. It's worth it. Um, <laughs> what are you in for? And he's, in the sphere. How would and, that go? And realistically, yeah, it's fire for him because he's the first one to do it. You know, there's going to be other people. There's like, going to be other people. If, if you climb stuff, he, he you caused, had to, as soon as they caused hundred k in damage though. So that might be yeah, just by walking. Are they just saying of, that? No, they had just, to fix it. I, I saw the video of them fixing lights where he was walking up there. Oh, okay. okay. So, anyways. Yeah. Maybe not the best financial yeah, decision. Best and worst flight. Best flight, you got to give it to Flight 87. You know, we said that that would probably be the best flight. It's Kansas City Chiefs fans on that return flight from, from Vegas to Kansas City. Um, you know, flight 87 for Travis Kelsey. There was Flight 1989. That's what went out there is for Taylor Swift. But if you're on that flight, I can imagine those flights if you're fans coming back from you know the Super Bowl like there's just you and Chiefs fans on those flights so that flight is like the best commercial flight you'll you'll ever be on or the worst but they pulled it out worst flight I got to give it to Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> no doubter. I didn't think we were gonna talk about this. Well, they encouraged me to. I, I was, I was, I was like I, coming in here. I was like, "Hey, 
I got a worse flight, but I'm looking for a different one. They were like, why are you doing the Nolan thing? And Nolan's like, just do it. Oh yeah, man, this is so great because Nolan almost got you guys and gave you the story that it was because of motion sickness. And that was BS. Total BS. That, that stewardess, <laughs> that flight attendant was coming around so rapidly asking people if they wanted refills or their drinks. And this I is counted. on the team playing out. We chartered a flight inside the NFL <laughs> and green light. So I didn't feel bad about it because we paid for at least half the flight. Okay? So this is my plane, too. This is our plane, too. And Nolan, I remember at one point I drank two drinks, and then I started getting hot and sweating a little bit. And I said, you know what? I'm going to ask for some water. I'm going to slow down. Don't but what tear, happens when you're don't drunk? Don't tear a rotator cuff, pat yourself exactly, on the back. Exactly, but like what happens when you're drunk is when someone's offering you free drinks, you're just like inclined to be like, yeah, I'll take another one. And I took a break, and during this break, she came by probably three more times where I said no, and every time I said no, Nolan said yes. Yeah, he's Dan Campbell. <laughs> he said. He was yeah. Dan Campbell in the McAllen. He said yes. And then. And everything was fine until the descent. And when the descent started happening. But that would support motion sickness. I, it, 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 definitely, it yeah. definitely probably would. But it wouldn't support judgment making and not be able to find the little the little latch to open up the bathroom door which was really was, was the so it's the fault it, of the plane it was ultimately nah the latch is so that the door the plane door doesn't fly open. i know but the latch shouldn't keep you from getting in on descent they nolan, locked the door in the descent there was a, there was an there was this point in the in the flight where nolan had to rush back there and get to the bathroom and and the funniest thing is like ocho cinco's sitting back there in his spot like right by the bathroom and he was like it was kind of a bit that he was like, I wanted to fly Spirit. This is fucked up. Like he was complaining <laughs> about a really nice private plane because like the internet wasn't fast enough or maybe he, he liked his pretzels or whatever and we didn't have them. So his flight ends with Nolan rushing back there trying to get into the bathroom and just painting the bathroom doors <laughs> with, with uh, vomit. And and if if it's not for Ocho Cinco being one of the greatest route runners of all time, I don't think he ducks out of the way. Uh, oh my god! And Nolan felt so bad because he was like, "Oh, I fucked up the plane. I fucked up our ride. This is a big ride. The inside. Nobody hates you. Nobody. It could have happened to any of us. You know, most times when something fucked up happens and you're embarrassed." You realize that most people aren't really mad at you or thinking about you. They're just thinking about it. Or they're glad it wasn't them. Yeah. You know, no, and no. and somebody on that plane had to puke. It was just. <laughs> oh he, he, he just did it for us, and so, you know, I would give worse flight to Nolan. When we got out at the tarmac, he was standing there like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like his arms couldn't be more crossed. He was just like, uh, um, and, then, and then and then his bag went with the inside the and his bag, and then he had to go <laughs> back and get his bag. It's like the walk of shame. Like he had to go back after the walk of shame. Um, so worst flight, I guess I will give it to Nolan. Um, all right, um, best seat. I'm gonna go Bo at the Sphere. Um, you know, like just to put our cards on the table here. Bo and I at that that blackjack table, we're getting it in. And I knew that after that, him and Kelsey were going to the Sphere to watch you too. And I'm like, well, we better, we better get our buzz on, right? You know, boys, I'm going back to the hotel, but y'all are going to see you two at the Sphere, so let's get after it. You know what I'm saying? 
and Bo's getting after it. <laughs> you know, he's getting after it. And he walks to go to the sphere, and I'm in my room, and I get a picture from Bo, because he doesn't know who suite he's gonna be in. And it's my parents. My parents are in the same suite as Bo, and Bo is on another planet. And I don't know how Kelsey's doing, but I just did not assume that they would be walking into the sphere and, and sitting with my parents and Chris Rock and Adam Sandler and all these people. And then Bo, of all people, gets in a conversation immediately with the commissioner for like 30 minutes, evidently, him and the commissioner. It's like your worst nightmare with a solid buzz on. Uh, but I guess everybody was at U2 having a good time. He got a picture with Roger, but took it on a disposable camera. Jesus. This guy with his disposable camera. It was every moment. because he forgot the his best phone. idea of the weekend. So whoever thought of that. Somebody forgot idea. theirs in, in the car one day. And oh. and I and they guy gave it to me to bring it to you guys. I didn't bring it to you guys. So <laughs> somebody's going to develop that. I hope there's nothing bad on it. Um, <laughs> worst seat. Mm, mm, probably... Probably, I, I don't know if it's flyer on the wall or worse seat, but Roger Goodell during the game when it was very objectively, like, and I love rock fights, mm -hmm. but I like an outdoor rock fight. Like in the elements, this was an indoor rock fight that was like very disjointed and sloppy for a while. You know, fumbles, drops, the whole thing. Uh, Roger's probably sitting up there in the suite with whoever he's with, which is probably a bunch of famous people, and it's not an exciting game. And I gotta feel like it's like when you have the aux chord and you know, like everybody knows you're picking the music and the shuffle comes on and it's just some dog shit and you're embarrassed, but you can't get to the aux. That's kind of how he felt up in the suite. And I think his most of his night was terrible. And then he was he was bailed out by overtime and the the tremendous finish. But I think it had to be from a business standpoint, like their worst nightmare for forty five minutes. Mm -hmm. It was like ten nothing for for a long time. So the total pushing, that was not in the cards. Needed no. overtime and two scores. I marked it up. I cashed it. <clears throat> it's crazy. How about your game ball? Game ball. Um, ooh. I'm going to give it to Chris Jones's agents. Nice. Getting the deal done. I know you, had, you were sitting up there, and, you know, it was like September, and they're watching the Lions game. And... They're up there, and it looks like they've got this unified front where they're just not going to budge. But getting a deal done and for Chris Jones to come back, I really don't think this defense could be the best defense in the league without Chris Jones, and I don't think they win the Super Bowl if Chris Jones and this defense aren't what they were this year. So, I mean, I could give it to Patrick Mahomes. You know, I'm just trying not to be boring. The guy's incredible. The guy's going to have – an opportunity to cement himself as the greatest ever play over the next 10 years. We'll see what happens. Uh, but I also think there's a greatest and best conversation. Right. Brady's the greatest. Until he wins as many or close to as many, he's not the greatest. I'm but I'm pretty comfortable saying this version of Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback ever. Right this, in the middle of his prime. You're telling me a 28-year-old Brady, 27-year-old Mahomes, who's taking Brady? You know, and, and no disrespect, he's my old teammate. He's the GOAT to me until Mahomes goes out and does it. But in this little snapshot of three, four, or five years, like insane. Aiden's gonna Jordan quit. West. Aiden's gonna quit. I love keep, Brady. If you keep if you keep if you keep doing the Brady shit, Aiden's gonna quit. He's a big Pats fan. I, I love Brady. I, Brady, hey, listen, I just said it. Brady's the greatest ever. 
until Mahomes catches him and gets six Super Bowls with the same team or whatever, you know, I don't think he needs to get seven to, to be – if he can get six, five, six, then we can have the conversation. Because, you know, I, in basketball you could be like, well, Bill Russell, you know, like mm-hmm. you just do championships. But I think the best totally player – There was like 16 totally teams. Totally different, you know. <laughs> but I think the, the best quarterback ever – in a snapshot is this Patrick Mahomes. It's like, it's, it's, it's not unlike anything I've ever seen. Hard to argue with. And, and unlike anything we will see for a while, there's going to be guys who are going to pop in, who are going to compete with him, but I don't think we're going to see the same organizational structure and quarterback combination for quite a while. So just enjoy it while we can. And I don't know what happens next year, but again, like the depth of experience chasing a repeat, let alone a three-peat, it's going to be something fun to watch next year. And they're second in odds to win the Super Bowl behind San Francisco, who's plus 500. Yeah. Uh, right now, Chiefs plus 750 next year. So 49ers still have that one more guaranteed season of a party rookie deal, so they should still be stacked. Yeah, they're going to be stacked and the whole thing. But if we've learned anything this year, it's like that guy is the differentiator. No doubt. Um, and, you know, I'm sure the Bears, and I mentioned this last night in my breakdown, and I don't think this is necessarily the truth because you've heard what I've said about finding another Patrick Mahomes. I don't think it's as easy as people try to make it sound. But they're watching this game and saying, oh, yeah, we need a guy like that. Like, and maybe if we think Caleb's that guy, like we, you know, because nothing proves it more than that, that Niners team, how good they are. I mean, like roster spot for roster spot, they're better than the Chiefs. No doubt. Chiefs have the QB, they got the coaches, and they got the juice. They know how to win these spots. So, All right, Nate, what's your viral moment of the week? So I had a viral moment planned out, but throwing a little audible, my viral moment of the week is going to Jason Kelsey. There is a video of Travis and Taylor kissing what it looks like to be at the win and they're watching marshmallow um dj at the club and then the video it goes from panning from taylor and and travis kissing and they pan over to jason and he's next to marshmallow and he has on like a ray mysterious oh i saw that i didn't even believe it was him wrestling mask and he is just Party no, is partying his ass off. And, I did not know that was him. And I think that's dope because it, it's cool that to see your brother like celebrating, yeah. like for you just as hard as yeah. you are for yeah. winning. And I think that's that's a dope um, situation. They've been that way, you know, um, their whole careers. They've supported each other, and I, I can remember when Travis would show up to Eagles games in the middle of the season, like fly across the country to see his brother play when he could. Like that's, I mean, I feel like that's how it should be. You and know? so I know like, hey, people probably, there's a lot of people that hate Travis because of the Taylor Swift thing. You know, like if that's why you hate Travis. Grow up. You know, grow up. But, but if if you're mad at him for last night and you look at him bumping Andy Reid and that sort of thing, like <laughs> I think the Kelseys are good people, man. Like they really are. Like I, I'm, I'm not blowing smoke. I wouldn't have to take time to be like, hey, Travis is a good guy. He is a good dude. And uh, and Jason's just salt to the earth, man. Like so, it's and, so fun to see them and, out party. And what's really cool for me is that like all these guys are your friends, and I've met Jason a few times. But every time, anytime we see him, the fact that like whenever he sees me, he lights up and he's like, "Facts, what's up?" Like that yeah. makes me feel really good. Yeah. And and um, definitely a good dude. But happy to see him partying and living it up. 
Like, because yeah. what better feeling to be like your brothers just new back to back Super Bowl champs? You, obviously, you, you want obviously, back. yeah, obviously Probably you that's want the better to. Feeling. You, yeah, no, that's for the sure. Only thing. That's the only difference for yeah. sure, for sure. But that has to be like close up there. Like, I still get to 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 enjoy this with my brother, and yeah. obviously, if I'm not gonna win, like it's cool that like my my brother won it again. Yeah, it's a real thing, man. <clears throat> All right, well, I don't know what the future holds for us. When's the next show? Next show's Wednesday. We're going to have a bunch of content coming out from Radio Row that we have recorded. Maybe a few additional thoughts if we have some. And then come back Friday for our last three-week, three-show-per-week episode. And then next week, we're back to our normal schedule of Tuesday and Thursday. Thank you, Dr. Matt. And I would also love to hear about Little Caesars before we Yeah, let's do it. A huge thank you to Little Caesars, man. Uh, The official pizza sponsor of the NFL for being around. We got the trucks. We got the pizza. Mm -hmm. What else do you need? Nothing. For being around us all football season. We ordered Little Caesars before watching the NFL slate each Sunday all season long, and they hooked us up with this sweet merch. As you can see, Dr. Fax had it. Kyle had it. Um, You can get this merch, too, somewhere, I'm sure. Little Caesars had every kind of pizza we wanted, and we were able to hit up their in-store pizza portal pickup to get our fresh pizza and get it fast. Little Caesars, the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, knows football fans love a great game and a great deal. Pizza, pizza. Guys, with that, I got to get in an SUV, go up to inside the NFL for the last show of the year. Like Matt said, we've got three shows this week. Next week, we'll go to a two-show structure. Too high shell. <clears throat> Keep everything in front of us. Oh, yeah. Quick shout out to Justin Pugh for coming through. Make oh, sure, yeah. Make sure you guys yeah. DM him because I'm talking to him. Gave him my address. Should have He a wants love, a love sack. Should, should have a couch, a love sack couch coming. Yeah, we blessed Justin Pugh with a love sack. Oh. And then he's coming over to us during media and he's trying to bless us with more love sacks. Oh, so, you know. It. I love the love. If you give love, you get it back. Love is love. Love is love. A huge thank you to Toyota, <laughs> The Win, and Little Caesars for making our trip to Vegas possible. And thank you to the fans. You know, we, we yeah. don't get a lot of chances for, for us to like really talk into the camera and thank y'all. But um, I know we did it at the end of the season. The season's actually over now. You guys, it is such a grind getting all this work done. I mean, it's just a podcast, and we're not out, like, fucking working on an oil rig in the Gulf of Mexico. But it's fucking – it's hard, and it's hard because we care what you think. Like, I can't do this job if I didn't care what you all thought, even though sometimes I might disagree with you all on the whole thing, and we mix it up in the comments. But you guys have really been the engine that's that's kept us going. And this week, we could really see a lot of progress. I mean, I'm telling you, the Toyota thing was huge for us. And, you know, um, getting to do that that show in front of that truck, it was more than just money in our pockets. I mean, just the guests we're able to get, walking up to people, like I said, that say, hey, we love the show, you know, we listen to the show. If it's not for you guys, these people don't get to to see us, and I'm not doing this job every day. So thank you. I care what you think. Continue to feel like you're a part of this community. If you're a local that started in the beginning, or you just joined on, we want to we want to we want to run this thing for for decades. We want me and Dr. Fax, old and gray, talking about football. We can't do it without y'all. So thank you very much, and uh, hope you had a great season, enjoying uh, enjoying football, and that your team plays great next year. I hope you have a lot of hope. Because that's what this time period is all about. We will be back Wednesday and beyond. Y'all take care. Yeah! You the talk
fight you with my friends. 